Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all a brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 65 of Beer Nuts, the podcast. Mate, we are here in Los Angeles, California. No, we're not. It's Torrance. Hell! Officially. Had it wrong for a second. Officially we're in Smoke City. Awesome. <laughs> we're in Smoke City. Once again, I got T.O. Hunter from Dope and Dank. Dope and Dank, Dope and Dank, baby. And we have Porter, which is the, who's the owner and uh, brewmaster, and of course, Tim, head brewer here. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us and for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such a wicked little facility out here. Haven't been to this wonderful part of uh, the city yet. You haven't seen the other half of the brewery. Yeah, oh, yeah. there's a whole second part, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, we have to check that out. Yeah. Cool. Expanding. Expanding. Sexy. Expanding. Ooh, the sexy part. Expanding. I'm excited. We got a lot to talk about today. Awesome. Um, I want to start with the beers because that's always a fun part. What are we all uh, drinking here? Mm. So, yeah, what do you got, son? Oh, this is Smog City IPA, baby. Yeah. The flagship. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Formerly known as. Beautiful. That's crazy. Is that what you got, too? No, I got the uh, Amarilla uh, Gorilla, Gorilla. Which is Amarillo. fantastic. Is it Amarilla yeah. or Amarilla? <laughs> Marilla Gorilla. It's like a like rhyme, a, you know? Yeah. It's like a stupid, cheesy one, yeah, rhyme on them. You see, you see how they get in Smog City? Already <laughs> busting freestyle. Man, being done with like 20 Amarilla seconds. Amarilla Gorilla. That's it. No like, it sounds better like when you say it. Yeah, it does sound better. <laughs> That's a dope and effect, by better. the way. That's how you do it. Uh, what do you got, bro? Uh, I'm drinking one of our newest uh, barrel-aged sour uh, beer release called Tall, Darth, and Handsome. It's a uh, like dark ale, Asian second My favorite bourbon, brewery now, bread. by the way. <laughs> Oh, dirty That's amazing. It's a debut. That's good. Beautiful. What do you got there, bro? Uh, I'm having the Smog City IPA as well. Nice. Yeah. I want to make sure I knew what you were tasting. Nice. (laughs) Just a double check. You know, I thought I had slang until I met C. Like, like, like your slang (laughs) is so next level. I mean, not to get away from the beer. No, it's... I realized I was saying to you, I had to text you, be like, hey man, I know I'm saying some stuff, and I feel like I say things to Americans that are like, because I got Australian slang and then the Canadian stuff. And I forget that y'all don't get it sometimes. Oh, no. and like, I was confused about your accent when you came in. I was like, yeah, oh, it's a lot. It's and it took me, I had to learn that the Toronto stuff is a whole other like <laughs> level. Like it took me years to, to get the hang of it. And now I do and sometimes like you just, it just comes out and I forget that we're not. It's like, oh, he speaks beard. Well, let him in. Yeah, Unless you're from the Valley, there isn't really an LA accent because everyone is from it's somewhere true. else. So, mm-hmm. you're, so you're good. So I'm okay, right? Just yeah, you're good. As long as you can say sentences that also end in periods, that's all the that matters. Good to go. <laughs> Peers are the key ones. I just noticed both of you guys have no beard. And you're involved no. in beer. Can we yeah. talk about oh, that for a minute? Bear yeah. faced brewers. Yeah. Oh, that's a good episode, the, Bear faced brewers. Bear I'm sure face. I'm yeah. <laughs> that's the name of a beer. Yeah. So I know it's a ridiculous question, but yeah. uh, I don't just, know. You want uh, to stray from the norm? I mean, some of my East Coast brewer friends like to make fun of me and say, oh, is that the difference between East Coast and West Coast brewers? I got to say pretty out there. Um, I just can't grow a beard, so it wouldn't work. Right. So, it's like a... Yeah, me neither. Really. That would not be pretty. Yep. Effort, yeah. you guys. Yeah. Effort. Now, let me tell you, I, I look like Splinter from Teenage Mutant. I still do. I mean, we'll just come in in patches, and I committed. I just committed. I brushed it down. I... It's, it's still kind of. You made it work. But, but no, you, like, you look like you probably shaved this morning and you could grow that's trimmed out. I had trimmed out. I had to cut. That's, a, that's like battery boys trimmed it. <laughs> well, you got the, you got the, the, the lineup. I like yeah. the lineup. They would yeah. die if it was but a you did, trimmer. He did, he did oh, have it was the. It uh, like hour and a half process. Yeah. He actually did. I can't wait to see pictures of the chin strap, though, at some point. Hopefully, though, it'll just pop up. I'm talking like. Would you like about this? You remember Craig David had that, like, the chin strap? Oh, yeah. Like. Yep. Did you guys not do that? I don't know. Like when you were 
but a child, no. It's just me. No. no. But no. back to the Freedom. beer. <laughs> anyway, so beard, 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 beard. It kind of goes down. Yeah. Beard beers. Uh, yeah. I, I wanted to. There is one. I wanted to point something out real quick Please. about about uh, just me being a Californian and being someone that champions uh, Los Angeles-based, Torrance-based craft beers. Yeah. Small city has always been in the conversation. Right. I, I've I've never like once I jumped into craft beer. Like it was, it was literally the first person, the first thing that someone mentioned. Oh, we'll try Smoke City. Right. You know, a one the name is dope. Like I mean, you know, yeah, unfortunately, you. because yeah, of because our smoke. You can't come on this side of the building. Hey, sorry about that. Get, go on, get, go on, get out of here. <laughs> sorry. Um, that was effective. <laughs> Self, the self-guided tour, I'm pretty sure, yeah. unless yeah, that, I that, added that, one that, of those that, without my permission. That was a Louisiana that came out of me. So they, oh, oh go on now. That's all you got to do. You, you don't have to curse. That's usually what happens when the dog comes on your lawn. You're like, oh, the neighbor's dog. And you're like, get, get. Same. Same, same thing. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just same people effect. paying for you beer that are in the wrong pocket. With that said, um, well, if um, you could talk about being one of the original, in my opinion, and, and feel free to correct me, but one of the original brewers in the... Los Angeles area and kind of what that means to you now. I think uh, I, I personally have always been part of the conversation. Um, I've lived here since 2002. I've loved beer since before I moved here. Uh, and there weren't a lot of breweries, but I was seeking out all of those beer bars and the, the three or four that there were in existence. Um, and when I started brewing, there were no like new school breweries, right? When I started brewing professionally, um, it was 2006, and then Eagle Rock was like the first like new school, yeah. that was three years later. Right. Wow. And so when we opened here, we were number 13 of like the new school crew, because there was still a couple of holdouts from the 90s, the brew pubs and stuff open around town. But I thought I thought we were too late. I was like, oh, there's so many breweries in LA. Like, they're gonna grow, they're gonna be enormous. Like, we don't have a chance. What year did you open, sorry? Uh, 2011. 2011, okay. Yeah. So six years now. Yeah, but, I've, but, but see, uh, the reason why I feel like I've always been part of the conversation is because I was always seeking out great beer, and all those people who, you know, either were the, um, you know, the owners of those bars or the beer buyers or the home brewers, like mm. all, all the people at all the clubs, like because there just wasn't that much, you know, you had to you had to kind of band together and be like, yeah, craft beer, until everybody kind of picked up on it. Yeah, all right. And so you've seen the the scene like actually change in the last. Oh my gosh. Like, I guess even since you opened, like it would have been a whole new uh, yeah. world, right? Yeah. Because yeah. LA's never really been known. Like when I was researching this trip, I only knew about a few breweries, and most of them, to be honest, were from your posts. Like because we don't get like I guess the real the real stuff out there. We can't you can't shoot beer across that imaginary line. So right. you have to come here and try it. And when yeah. I was researching yeah. out, like you guys were the first ones that came up. So, right. I guess you've seen that sort of like. I yeah. Now it's been a whole new resurgence of like breweries and, and styles. I like, can you yeah. speak to that at yeah. all. Like how? how it's I mean, changed. the scene's changed a lot. I mean, it's a very exciting time to be part of LA beer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Smog City was one of the the founders of the Los Angeles Brewers Guild. Yep. What up, Franny? In twenty twelve, <laughs> I think it was right. Uh, and I, I think there were yeah. seven founding breweries mm. at the time. Um, I technically what we technically were invited because the founding members had to have a brick and mortar. Oh right, we, we weren't there yet. Yeah, 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 we were we'll definitely talk about that. Okay. Um, but you know, now you look at it and there's 68 members. Yes. Um, just over the last five years. Wow. Um, All representing different breweries. There's 68 breweries. 68 breweries, right? Wow. In in the Los Angeles Brewers Guild now. 
Um, I mean, that's a lot that of a big place. compared to growth. 13 when you said ish? We were number 13. Right. Wow. So that's so extreme growth. I'm just curious. What were some of those other breweries? Uh, I don't really have a good point of reference. Mm-hmm. You can tell me the like... The first ones? What were some of the first yeah, ones, the specifically like, the ones that maybe helped you guys get on your feet? So Eagle Rock, Strand, and Ladyface all opened the same year. Wow. They did a... Last year, the year before, they did a, like a sixth anniversary. That, that's how I know, because they made right. a beer together. I was like, oh, wow, all the same year. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. So um, Strand uh, is here in Torrance, too, okay. and uh, they helped us out a lot when we were looking for space. Um, I had known Rich and had met Joel, and we went, just well, mostly Lori and my wife, um, went and talked to them, and they were like, dude, Torrance is absolutely the place you want to do business. Mm. Uh, it's pro-business, and they got... It's, it's like it's got a small town feel, even though it's a big city. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to deal with. I mean, that I think was one of the problems with LA, a brewing beer in LA, is that when you deal with the city of Los Angeles, it's just this giant machine, and yeah. you get chewed Steel. up as a small business, especially a small brewery. They're like, what is a brewery? Like, what is that? Well, we don't even know how to classify you. Right. What are you? Hey, can someone run to the liquor store and give me some beer? And so, I mean, I've got to give thanks to the people who fought those battles early on, like yeah. uh, Jeremy and Ting over at Eagle Rock, because yeah. Yeah. the hell that they went through to get that place open in 2009, and the stuff, the repercussions of that, right. they're still feeling yep. um, as like a, almost like a pioneer, you know? Right. Interesting. So it wasn't an easy process to sort of get it all going, no. even six years ago. Yeah. Even in Torrance, though? I mean, did did you... Torrance was a lot easier. Mm. But there was still... You had to go outside and bring in. It's like, oh, no, we require health. They told us we needed a health department on three different times. They were like, oh, you have to do this and then get health department approval. And then we're like, no, 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 here's the reasons why we don't need that. Okay. And then a month or two later, it was like, oh, but you need health department approval before we sign this. And it's like... you don't get it. And then it's like each person you had yeah. to talk to. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Joel, uh, the person at the city is telling me uh, that this. And he's like, oh, no, you got to tell them this specific thing right. and send them this document. And you're right. like, how right. would I ever yeah. know oh, how to do that? So, yeah. so they had to figure it out. Though, like, yeah. Even before I mean, nice. today, some neighborhoods are like just starting to figure out how to handle breweries. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What What's the, the, is it because it's like... The, you guys have got the repercussions from prohibition more so than say in Canada or something like that is that where it makes it so difficult I think it's like a fear not a fear but it's the unknown right <clears throat> so how do you classify a brewery it's got like leave the tap room out of it you are a food manufacturer yeah sure if it's anything related to food it's like health department yeah. health department requirements are like you have to be able to wash the walls the ceiling the floor and um, then you've got issues with um, wastewater you're like well listen we are a, a, a manufacturer of, of but it's an alcoholic beverage it's totally different so now you've got to educate the people at the city and maybe the health department so the health department says oh okay you're right and signs off yeah. on you not having to do that yeah. like Eagle Rock put in a drop ceiling in a right. 5,000 square foot warehouse it's like do you know how much that costs right. it's right. it's crazy for a small business like right. what they make you hoops you have to jump through. Right. right. But I mean, these these uh, cities have never dealt with an alcoholic beverage producer before. I mean, what they've dealt with, it's not like there's a distiller or winemaker like in the city of Los Angeles. Right. And then they're, right. you know, I mean, they're like, oh yeah, we know how to deal with alcoholic beverage manufacturers. Right. There's Anheuser no. Bush, but they're enormous. Oh, they've been here forever. There were a lot of brew pubs that opened up in the 90s, mm. but they're all brew pubs with restaurants on site. So the whole place is classified under, as, yeah. yeah so a little simpler, right? But now you've got a production facility and people want to put in a tap room. And they're like, dude, how do we even zone this thing? Like, <laughs> right, should it be right, commercial? Right. Can, we, can we leave it as an industrial? Like, Is it a restaurant? Is it a... 
Is it a restaurant? Are you I mean, serving food? No. Well, we want to serve snacks. Like, what kind of snacks? <laughs> like, they, is, it, is it pretzels? Are they baked? Yeah. Is it baked? I bet it is. You really get into it. Does it make a difference as well that, uh, like, you were live in Montreal and you can't, there's like a whole separate license to sell bottles or cans on premise that, uh, to have the tap room? Uh, California is somewhat unique, uh, especially with the small brewery license. It gives a lot of retail privileges. So, so cans, bottles, self distribution, like it's it's all They're included. Capitalism. Well, <laughs> I love it. So, oh boy. I feel the difference. I think that one thing you'll see is a, there's a lot of overlap where I think the brewing industry in California is a lot like the wine industry. And right. the wine industry, you know, beginning in the sixties and seventies started lobbying and getting the laws right. passed in their favor and grew and grew and grew. Yeah, craft craft beer started up and slowly trickled up and it was kind of like a, oh, me too. Okay, you right. can have that too. <laughs> oh, me too. Oh, you can have that too. Yeah. Right. Because they kind of trailblaze as well, so you kind of like... Yeah, kind so of, yeah, we just piggyback. Cool. Tasting rooms. Tasting rooms, tasting rooms duplicate licenses. Yeah. There's literally laws that say wineries that have tasting rooms can have this this they cannot do this whatever and it applies to wineries and they literally changed the legislation and the last two words says and breweries nice. like <laughs> i'm telling you we're Thank totally you. ripping them off and saying me too and it's it's worked for our favor thanks right. napa i'm about to say so does that like the actual napa because it's still in cali like that those laws are the ones that carry down yes yeah. it's like a precedent or something yeah, right? yeah. statewide that's sick um, is there any, I think you're talking about like the OGs as well before, so I, I sort of thought, I know of like, you know, there's breweries like, I don't know, Sierra Nevada and then Stone and stuff, I know that's kind of more San Diego, but is there anything here in LA that's still going that's like, like the triple OG that kind of started? Yeah, Smog City, no. <laughs> well, like, as far as the new wave, yeah, for sure, now, like, that's amazing. Um, there's a, no, I mean. That Craftsman, maybe? Oh yeah, Craftsman. But yeah. I forget. Right. But like that's something. Craftsman's the one that comes OG. to mind. Right. Yeah. That's right. So they're the OG he's like way OG. guys. There's nothing that's so just, OG. He's just, <laughs> yeah. he just flies under the radar. Yeah. He's been making well, good well, beer well, just a little bit, but and I'm familiar with because I'm from Pasadena, Altadena yeah. area. Okay. So like to know that there was a Pasadena brewery. And like to meet the guy all the time and not know that that was the owner and like the one, like the guy. Yeah. I, I mean, and he's completely comfortable with just being. He's good. Who and how and size and yeah, like that's who he is, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you got to have a lot of respect for he's, that. He's very know? clear and comfortable with his identity. Exactly, yeah. and, and and you know, just kind of segueing to identity. Um, I think that's something that Los Angeles is really starting to create for themselves. Um, it's really coming out in our beer. Um, it's coming out in the brands around the beer. Um, I think again with Smog City, I think you guys have done a brilliant job of doing that. The first time that I ever ran across Smog City. I was pitching, um, you know, to help them out with photography and artwork, right. not knowing that the owners were photographers and artists. And I was just kind of like, well, I just have a beer, you know, since I'm here, you know. Um, but uh, if you could talk about, like, your brand, you know, Smog City. In the logo, you have this beautiful L.A. skyline, and then you have this, this tree, this beautiful tree. Um, if you could talk about a little bit uh, about your branding. So... <clears throat> um, yeah, like you said, we come from, we were photographers and uh, studied a little design. I worked in print world and uh, Lori was a photographer. So we have an eye, a, a little bit of an eye for design. Um, I like to say like, we outsource all of our artwork, but we art direct them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just like it's a little ego boost. But like, I feel like we do, we drive those decisions. Let's make it blue. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 
But so, um, so logos are really important, um, obviously, to yeah. brand. You read books on branding, and it's like, why the Shell Oil logo is yellow and orange, and like stuff like that. So, I knew we knew that um, it had to be readable from far away. It had to work in one color. It has to work in multiple colors. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is the meaning behind it? Right. right. Talk about that. Well, so when we originally set out, we were like, well, we're a California brewery. I don't, I don't know what our aspirations are in terms of you know where we want our beer, but you know. We, we, we are definitely a California brewery. This mm-hmm. is the kind of beers that we're making. Yeah. Uh, I would say... It's beautiful, by the way. This, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, I forget sometimes we're being recorded. This yeah. beer is amazing. Well-balanced. Amazing yeah. bitterness. Cheers. To, and, and where, what, yeah, what, what are we? Cheers. Cheers, cheers guys. Right. Oh, man. It's disgusting. What we think? My, my apologies. No. Cheers. So the short answer is that the logo is a California Cypress which identifies us as a California brewery with our roots in Los Angeles. Yeah, and it's got a that. bit of a second read. Uh, we've had customers like nine months, they've been staring at that logo on the wall in the they tap room, and they're like, oh, I never noticed the, <laughs> the city, or, or the opposite. Like, those are roots. I just saw the city, it was like a skyline. Well, well, well I'll be honest with you, not, and I might be going way too deep for you on this one, but I <laughs> look at, I, I, you know, smog is something that, you know, apparently is supposed to kill you at the end of the day. Wow. But, but, but the way that I saw it is, like the tree was almost like a different kind of smog, you know, something else covering the city. Green smog? This, this uh, hoppy <laughs> smog, Ooh, you know. Hop um, yeah. smog. There we go. Hop smog. Hop smog, triple IPA. That's it. It's coming. <laughs> you just named it. 2019. Get brewing. That's a hazy, that's a hazy beer. Oh, that's no. <laughs> it's gonna be, we have to make it brown, though. It's gonna be good. Yeah, it has to be brown. Gray, gray like swamp it's water. Accident. Um, I like that. I wanted to also talk about. Uh, you mentioned contract brewing. So is that like in? Uh, I don't want to go on about too much in, in Ontario specifically, like the province where Toronto is. It's like uh, the worst thing you can do as a brewer to a lot of people. It's like some people are just so elitist about Why? it. Why? They feel like it's like this purest attitude. You're not a real brewery unless you put five million dollars up to build a tap room or whatever. Well, and like, yeah. Um, they keep. So they, do they talk, just, man? Do they talk just like that? That's exactly how they talk. Because it puts you <laughs> whining ass. And I hate it. Like, it, it frustrates the shit out of me because most of the people complaining about it are pretentious ass beer writers. Like, Tough guys, out yeah. Yeah, who don't who don't put their money up to go and just do no it. risk, man. You get no other reward. Thank you. They're capitalizing on beer. Like you just go make. Or maybe they're money. just smarter than you. <laughs> <laughs> then I, mean, I didn't say it, I'm just saying. I mean, there's a then lot there's of, that. you know, like you've got an untested brand, you've got, uh, you don't understand maybe the rigors of distribution. Uh, you're just like, oh, I know how to make good beer. It's like, let's let's blow a million dollars and see what happens. <laughs> so, so instead of doing that, um, we, I was brewing uh, at a brew pub in Orange County. I was the, the, the brewer, was just the guy running all things. And I sort of convinced the owner that, hey, you know, we, we got excess capacity. You know, can I give it a shot? Can I start selling my brand, you know, the empty, under this other name? Right? Right. So, yeah, exactly. So, no, no initial investment um, and very little overhead. Right. So, I just paid for the batches of beer and then I would go out and sell them. So, kegs, kegs yeah, but draft only, right? right? We didn't have the capability of the bottle. So, my wife and I spent about a year and a half doing that before we opened this place. Right. And not only did we test the waters and prove that we had a solid brand because demand was up and up and up, but yeah. we could only deliver so much to two of us out of the backs of our cars. Right. Um, 
Bro, that, that, that's some we, Puff Daddy type also, stuff right there. Saying, Did you hear me replace hand. stuff real quick? Yeah. I was going to say we, something else. You can say <laughs> if, if you guys are okay. I'm, I'm messing with you. But I did self-correct. Yeah. I mean, I'm a family man, too. I mean, I, I, I'm not. I didn't give a shit. That's some bad A stuff. I couldn't do Sorry, that. but slinging out the trunk. I mean, that, well, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. amazing. It's but, but look what happens. You've got a solid. You got a brand. You got distribution, um, and you understand distribution, and you meet all the owners of those bars and all those beer buyers, and you establish a relationship. And then a distributor looking for a local brand comes calling. We had a distribution deal signed before we brewed a drop in this building. Mm. So is it? Stupidity, stupidity, and not guts, or is it really smart to do it first to make sure it works and yeah. then drop the money on a facility? Again, this is where I kind of equate craft beer to hip hop. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, I mean, think about it. And it's funny how a lot of people don't really see <laughs> like the parallels because, I mean, Puff and Biggie were slanging CDs out of their trunk. Yeah. yeah. You know, trying to test the market and make sure that they can reach the people that they knew yeah. would understand and love their product. And then once they got that support, they had loyal fans forever. Yeah. And, and and I think that same community driven yeah. loyalty exists in craft beer. Right. Which is why it, 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 it just is appalling to me that um, people don't try and, and really reach out around their communities to just to trigger that one thing, you know, community, home loyalty, because it's so powerful. Well, I'll tell you the stigma in craft beer, and I don't know what the equivalent in hip hop would be. I guess if your buddy makes crappy CDs and you're selling them and they're, <laughs> they're skipping every right. eight, so, right? But the stigma is, is that in the boom years of craft, especially early on, um, if you were a brewery that was contracting, you had the capacity because your beer wasn't any good. Mm, so right. you're like, so oh, so why do you have capacity? Why, yeah, right, right. why do you have that excess capacity? Mm. Right, thank you. And they would take on contract brands, which were also no good. And as a contract brewer, you didn't have any, most of the time you didn't have control over the process. Mm, so right. you had to go out there and you were testing the waters with an inferior quality product. So contract got a bad rap when people were you need yeah. better engineers on the boards man that's what i'm saying that's that's it. better buzz i'm saying so then do you right. guys do gypsy burn here is that a thing like versus contract uh it's not as much of a thing right yeah. like say if you had the excess capacity i know that you're saying you use that capacity at the place you worked at for the smoke city brand yes right but that, that technically you were gypsy brewing at that point technically yeah, yeah kind because of, you were doing it yourself right yes um i that, was doing it myself because i feel like that is this is why I, feel like I agree with everything you're saying. I think it's so dumb, this argument against it, because they seem to be a bit more cooler with what I think they, the people who had beef with it, like uh, cooler with gypsy brewing, because then you're like, oh, well, you're doing it yourself. Otherwise, like you're just selling a recipe to somebody or whatever, yeah. getting, say, here, here's the ingredients, do it. Yes. And, and I, like, they see the lack of authenticity in that or whatever. So yeah. like, it's good to see that you actually got to do it, like, hands on. Well, that's the you do thing. have that. It's like, I am making all the beer. Right. And they're like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. It's like, well, what do yeah, you call the it? argument's still moot, but I guess that you've got that control that you're saying that, like, it would avoid making, uh, like, crappy beer. And I think a lot of them... We would hope so. <laughs> we hope so. Yeah. I have a topic. Yeah, bring it down. Um, I want to talk about your neighbors because I think they're uh, very interesting. Not so much from the hype standpoint, yeah. but from the identity standpoint. Which ones? Um, Monkish, yeah. which very clearly is about hip-hop. Um, they integrate hip-hop. It's true. Uh, yeah. Elements of hip-hop that are so deep that you have to dig through crates to understand where they either got the meaning yeah. and it resonates in their brewery, which in my opinion makes them very authentic. 
And then you have Phantom Carriage. Huh? Which is like watching an Elvira movie freaking <laughs> marathon. Yeah. It's goth. It's horror. It's, horror. it's, it's horror. Th- They yeah, are it's very good. specific things. Oh no! Oh, we'll, we'll go by. Oh yeah, we'll go by. Yeah, but but, but I mean, are like based on like Lugosi Jack and Hi Jack. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, I I, I think that is something that is very cool to me. And I think that's dope, you know, in a lot of ways is for people to own their identity and their brand and stick to it, you know? Um, do you think it's like a theme or do you think, I mean, I'll tell you here, most of like the quirky, weird and fun, that just comes from, with it just comes from Lori and mine's personality. Yeah, good do you point. Do the same as those, at those breweries? I, I think it is a theme. Yeah. I think it very, but, think but. More so than a quirk. I, well, I, I can't really speak to Phantom Carriage because um, I haven't really. I know. I mean, I know the reason there. Right. We'll, well break it down. Huh? Well, Martin was born on October thirty first. His it's his favorite holiday, and he is an insane horror fan, like a uh, vintage horror fan. Right. And so, like, it makes sense. And um, and Henry was a DJ in a monastery where he like do house really? parties. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, but but, but I'm going back story. I'm going to you for a second. Right now, like, hey, we're really DJing in a monastery. You're like the TL taking that monastery. No, no, but 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 I know that hip hop is is in their DNA. You know, so I never really question it. Sure. But but I just think it's cool. I think this area is super cool for having that. Oh, unique. In Torrance, yeah. Very specific. Very specific identities. Yeah. I think it's what. Yeah, what they identify with, and it comes out through your branding. Yeah, at least it should. No, absolutely. Um, I want to touch on the your both your backstories. Touch on it. Just, 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 just touch on it briefly. Ever so gently. No, gen- gently, gently. Just touch on it. Um, how did you guys get into beer? Like, how did you both end up uh, where you are? Like, how did you start? My mammy used to. How did you get here? I don't even know his story. Well, uh, oh, some of it. Let's 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 tell us, tell us, Uncle. Can I start? Um, so. Uh, how far back do we go? Yeah, how far back do I go? So I, I you All know, as, as, a, as a kid, was big into <laughs> science, um, always taking stuff apart. Um, so I, you know, ended up as a chemical engineer in college. Um, wow! Damn. Those guys usually make the best brews. <laughs> no, <laughs> seriously. Um, and uh, you know, um, finding work um, when I graduated. In 2008, the Great Recession, as they called it, was was yes. rough. But I managed to, uh, you know, I thought I was going to be making Iowa or ethanol in Iowa. To be honest, um, I thought that was my dream, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you, you went deep Can you please <laughs> break that down? I thought for I was going to be working for like Cargill or someone. I don't know. Um, okay. But you know, just I had to kind of like expand my uh, job search at the time, and I ended up um, out in California. Um, in the microchip industry. Right. So I was working in Silicon Valley. And so that got me out to California. Uh, the market was still tough, so I was only contract engineering at the time. So eventually... Did that get down upon? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it did, smart. It did by me. It got left out by me because I didn't have a solid job. So, you know, like the contract ends and they keep like renewing it, renewing it, and they're like, we're out of money. And I was like, well, that sucks, right? Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, employee. now what do I do <laughs> with my life? And I thought San Diego looked cool, so I moved down to San Diego. Love the city. And I got a job, again, the microchip industry there. But... Just you know, the the beer scene in San Diego was already very well established, Stupid, yeah. and I just I just fell in love with it. 
and I was like, this is so cool. And the more I learned about it, the more fascinated I became. And I started homebrewing, and the more I realized that it was, it was literally chemical engineering, yeah. which is just fluids manufacturing. Mm. Um, Damn. And I was, like, I, I was like, I'm not sexy. I've got to be a part of this. Not sexy. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I quit my job and spent six months in San Diego getting to know different brewers and trying to learn. And um, eventually I got a, a brew pub to hire me. Um, Which one? We were just there like last week. Yeah, so it, it's uh, no longer running, but it's uh, rock bottom um, down there. That's kind of like they, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of them well, there, there's a, Just one location yeah. shut down. Right. When I was at, shut down. But the head brewer is now head brewer at Hess Brewing, um, which is a great brewery. Yeah, yeah, Jason Stockburger um, showed me the first ropes. Um, but, uh, you know, that there was no, I don't know, upper mobility there, so I moved to... Um, uh, Los Angeles to work for a startup brewery as the first shift brewer hired and um, the, it was Golden Road Brewing so it, it doubled in size every year before the, uh, eventually oh yeah yeah what up John <laughs> that's my boy yeah John Carpenter was the, the love, second love person to give me a shot and train the, the me the beer hobby I've heard about like, that's like every single podcast dude because Naga Naga, Naga and him are like they it's have been a around. romance they've been around about him on Indy yeah. as well okay so he's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If, if you have stainless steel to put in your building, he can probably he shucks on shit and swings from stuff. And, All right. But yeah. So you know, I've, I've been in the LA beer scene since like 2011. Oh, no problem. And Ting and Jeremy were like uh, of Eagle Rock Brewing, were like my okay. first friends here in Los Angeles. That's you know, cool. they were so supportive of this young brewer moving in here. But That's great. you know, I learned a lot and. Uh, and then the devil came knocking. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. And then Porter um, asked me if I'd ever think about making a change. And I said, I don't know how I even got your number. I said, yes. But I called and you were like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. We'd like to talk more. <laughs> you told me. Yeah. I like I called and you were like, yeah, let me call you back. And then you were like, Lindsay's like, are you crazy? Did you have to say yes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My uh, uh, now wife um, at the time knew uh, the Porters better than I did. So she was like, oh my God, they're yeah. amazing people. You have to say yes to this. Yep. And I was like, okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, would you like to brew beer? I'm doing a horrible, yeah. horrible <laughs> godfather. Yeah, yeah. Like that, was the, that was the offer I couldn't refuse. Oh, man, I apologize yeah. to the Marlon Brando family for that. <laughs> But he gave you an story. offer no, no, so that yes. you can review. No, no, Something like that. exactly what I wanted to Yeah, I just think, I think every brewer has like a twisted path to how they got here. Like, yes. no, like zero people, unless you're John Carpenter, actually studied fermentation science in college. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one here does that. Like, right? No like, one does that. You get in here a different route. Yeah. I, th I think actually Everyone's Kip, got a twisted path. Kip, my, my Yoda. What up, Kip? Actually went up north and, and did a little bit of... A little, the school a little studying, yeah. a little. I, mean, I think up in Paso or Robles yeah. or. I mean, I mean, a lot of people areas. kind of do a little schooling after they've yeah. made the career change. It's like, oh shit! Get into like, it. Maybe, maybe I should yeah, learn how to do this for real. Right. <laughs> shit! I'd rather learn how to do it. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't just oh, turn yeah. out. No, I'm not knocking Kim. I'm just saying, there's a lot yeah. of people that oh, no. do that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are like, whoa. And I've heard. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard that from oh, yeah. a lot of people. I mean, to, I mean, that's the, the whole reason why I started working there is because I realized very quickly I was going to be challenged on everything. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. and I'm like, you know what? It probably makes sense for me to um, for me to um, you know get some Are actual you the experience. No, come, 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 you, you you go ahead and go this way. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody say hi to uh, to family. Yeah. Oh no, you're cool. <laughs> 
That's how it is. You know, get you a beer. I like okay. it raw. See, we can roar out of here. No, no editing. Go on, man. No editing. I refuse no. to edit. I was go like, on, man. See, well, that's, 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 I, that's now I know we should close go. the door. Uh, <laughs> keep the riff wrap. Oh, no, no, no. What you're seeing, people, is people. Coming like in to get this real, wonderful beverage. Yeah. yeah, this is real. real out here. I mean, if you yeah. got the OGs, it should be real. This is real. Yeah, this is wonderful. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I yeah, got a question for you. And, I don't know this place. It's I got a question for you, uh, Mr. Toronto, uh, Mr. Australia. Tell me about it. Uh, Oxford. M- Melbourne. Represent. Melbourne. Don't say Melbourne. You get slapped. Melbourne. 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 Um, Melbourne. I, I, got it. I'm curious of your of your experience with with that. We we going for that Melbourne experience. <laughs> Mel, Melbourne with beer. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, talk about your experience so far, because I know you're nearing your SoCal trip. Um, I mean, oh, in LA. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, in tell, California. Yeah, too. tell us about your experience so far between San Diego and LA. It's been amazing, beers. man. Like, it's changed. Like, we I haven't been able to travel for a while. I've been a piece of shit immigrant for some time, not able to leave. Like, they keep you in there, you know, let leave. Yeah, Trump so. have anything to do with that? Do you know what? Well. <laughs> No, because they, are they you let really? me in, but then Canada wouldn't let me back in. So it's actually the the happy, friendly oh, wow. who wouldn't, who potentially wouldn't, depending on that person. It just wasn't worth the risk. I got my PR card like yesterday in the mail here, so now I'm safe. It took a long ass time, but uh, I you're have high, you're right, you're right, you're right. Man, I was so you're a fugitive. Uh, not a fugitive. I have a piece of paper, but then we can't fly back. <laughs> a piece with of a paper. Piece of paper. Usually that's it says not for travel. Yeah. And then like I can't Sounds fly legit. back, so I would have had to fly to like Vermont or something, and then take a bus. I was like, I'm not that life, but I got the cut. Biggest Point difference is. between San Diego and LA beer. <laughs> oh, that's a great um, question. That you've noticed. As, I guess it's as the news. It's what we've been talking about. The 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 fresh sort of perspective. Yeah. Um, but we're still so young. Super young. Super I guess they are finding the identity. The the they seem to be. Uh, I mean, we're only done three podcasts here, and they're all with generally younger guys. I mean, Naga wasn't super young, but like, like you guys are sort of. There's this like energy here. Everything I've had has been fantastic. I feel like they're on the edge of uh, like the cutting edge of all the trends and stuff. Mm-hmm. As far as the people are doing like the hazy stuff or yeah. sours or gozers or whatever is like the, the type of trends everyone's doing exceptionally well. I haven't had any bad beer here, That's good. which is really you know like I, I, I without crapping on other areas like some places and I haven't enjoyed a lot of them not that it's bad it's just I feel like the here is exceptional food all the food we've had is great even like coffee and stuff I'm a coffee snob too and like yeah. fire across the board he, yeah. he's so, so like, bougie super bougie he, he, was, he was like yeah he was like I'm coming to LA I'm coming to LA bro and he's like yeah where all the hipsters go yeah. I'm like what <laughs> I'm like who the hell asked that uh, even though I know exactly where to say, I'm like, yeah, Los Feliz, Silver Lake. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, C4 got on. Silver Lake is almost like past hipster. Like, they're, they're, they're moving out. Yeah. Yeah, they moved on. I think we missed the left. It wasn't as good. I mean, it was, yeah, way too They're like, that's where the hipsters, and I'm moving there. And they're all like, fuck this, really? Yeah, I'm out. That's funny. I know. Where do they go there? Island Park, Glasgow Park, yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Okay, well, next time. Even, uh, even like Koreatown. Frogtown's coming up. Koreatown, yeah. for real. Okay. Chinatown, like even. Oh, yeah, Frogtown, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, everything's getting closer to downtown. Everything is a town. Everything's a town. You ever, you ever notice there's no you African town? Uh, but what's no, Torrance? What is Continent. Torrance. <laughs> no, but I mean, you got there's Chinatown. There's no Ethiopia. We, we have Ethiopia. the largest like population of Ethiopians in anywhere outside of Ethiopia. Would there be like Fairfax and really good food? Yeah, I love Ethiopia. Even though I cannot eat that spongy like stuff. Oh yeah, or whatever it's called. That's it. I like it. I like it. It's weird, but like it's fun. Don't give me weird. Give me steak. 
<laughs> Sorry, vegans. America. America. Dude, it's Ethiopia. There's not a whole lot of steak around. Oh, I got a question for you guys. I just thought about this. <laughs> the nothing. The nothing. Uh-huh. Your beer. We know. Is it off? Is it based off of the never-ending story? Of course it is. Have you seen the label? Fuck yes. No, but well, maybe I'm missing something on the label. So the label, missing nothing. the label is uh, Ooh. it's black. It's, black. it's not wet. Mean? It's our tree. It's, it's our tree mm. being ripped to pieces as it flies away, mm. just yeah. like the world. Atreyu. Exactly. <laughs> Where's my Orin? Oh voice man, right there. Yo, that was beautiful. I, let me tell you. Tell me. I literally <laughs> use an attribute, an aspect of the Never Ending Story because I think it's probably one of the most beautiful analogies anybody could use, which is the sadness of the swamp. Yeah. Like I think that is probably. Do you one have of to the bring most, that up, man? Like, man, man, uh, man look at Artex, R.I.P. Artex, dude. <laughs> I feel you, homie. I, I wouldn't pour out this beer. No, no, but but really, I think that is probably one of the best analogies for life because I mean they're going through this muddy swamp that looks like absolute shit. My bad. Um, but, but, it's, but it's like crap, and really, it's it's the psychology of it. It's like you're you're going through life, and you just have to you know you have to stay positive. You got to keep your head up. Right. You got to you know, and then you'll stay above the mud and the like aesthetic that. of it. I'm, That's real, man. That's good. <laughs> Do you need a minute? Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone's an actor in LA. Artex, man. That's, that's not craft beer. Craft beer, it's all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. But this beer, oh my God, this beer to nothing is a beast. Yes. What, it, what the hell is the name of the wolf? What was the name of the wolf? Oh, I've that beer for a long time. No, no, because because they never really say it. They only say it and the wind is blowing. The Gumark. That's. The Gumark, Mark, Mark, Gumark. Someone Google that shit. She's Googling it. The name of the wolf in Neverending Story. Please. Don't broadcast this part. We're all going to be embarrassed. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's it. Oh, it's William. <laughs> William the wolf. What, uh, I'm what, sorry. What it's style is that short. What style is that what, what is it? We call it a double chocolate imperial stout. It's a lot of chocolate. Uh, it's about 9.5%. Uh, yeah, we use two different kinds of chocolate malt. Usually blend two or three different uh, origins of cocoa nibs. Mm-hmm. Um, cocoa nibs. Cocoa nibs. It's just supposed to be like one of them being Ethiopian. That's it. Hell, what is it? Good morning. See, I was close. Yeah, you are. I think you said that, but you mumbled it, but you were right. Should have said it with confidence. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. That'll be the next. Thanks. The next one. Hey, screw you. Still gonna make it. Good So yeah, so it's just supposed to be like drinking a glass of like dark chocolate. That's what it's supposed to taste like. Right. So yeah, we picked up a few awards with that one in the chocolate beer category. Uh, it does really well. Uh, the first couple of years, um, we barrel-aged uh, the base beer without the cocoa nibs and released it as uh, Infinite Wishes, um, our bourbon imperial style. We actually, one of these bad boys? Yeah, in? there's probably quite a few. Here here. Wishes. Yeah. Oh, look this, at that. Well, this is Wishes. Oh, my God. And it has my birthday on it. I got to oh, come yeah. back. Like, Uh-oh. That's awesome. That's uh, straight. Uh, this is a new Hungarian oak barrel, so Ooh. that's going to be a little different. February 2nd, Groundhog's Day, baby. Double name. <laughs> I'm serious. That's awesome. Groundhog's Day? Yes. Is it really? Wait a second. I guess you would know if anyone What happens if yeah, there's a shadow? Do you get all sad? I'd get super sad and I'd just freaking <laughs> crawl up and It happens all over over again, right? Yeah. Um, another beer that I want, I want to talk about. Um, it was the first beer that I posted about. I was really familiar about who you guys were, but this, um, and forgive me for not remembering the name, but it was the Kamquat Cezanne oh, yeah. that oh, you partnered with. It's called Kamquat Cezanne. Oh. Yeah. 
She said it with confidence. But if you could talk about that, no, right? Yeah. But if you talk, talk about it because it was really special to me. And, yeah. and um, I talk about, um, especially in communities of color, why it's important to you know um, support and uh, go, to, go support your local breweries. And if you could talk about a little bit about the food forward, Right. Yes. And, and this camp quad stays on. Well, I mean, community is really important to us. We we've seen over the years the the amount of community, and that's a weird word to describe, but in our tap room, mm-hmm. like people come together for no other reason just to talk and have a beer. So many friendships have been made, right? Yeah. And so <clears throat> the idea behind. That idea is what's behind Kumquat Saison. It started out as we had a tree, I had 50 gallons of beer, a Saison, and I harvested as many Kumquats as I could and I made this beer. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could make more of this? And so we partnered up with an organization called Food Forward, um, and they do um, food gleaning and uh, sort of um, preventing food waste uh, all around LA. Uh, they go to um, uh, produce markets, they go to farms, uh, they make products, they donate to food banks. Um, Can you say, what's food gleaning? Excuse my ignorance. Gleaning right. is uh, taking like the leftovers, right? Or the so food that's about to go bad. Reusing right. it all, repurposing it. Yeah. So yeah. Two yeah. people that may be starving. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Thank you. <laughs> so we got to talking with one of, um, one of the um, people who work at Food Forward and they mm-hmm. said, yeah, well, we have all these kumquats they don't have a lot of food value. Like you can't, you can only eat so many of them because they're like tart and sweet, but they have seeds. You can only make so much like marmalade. So chefs have trouble using them as well. Uh, And I was like, well, I'll take all the kumquats you you get your hands on. And we've pushed them, you know, and so we use about a pound per gallon. So we're doing three, four batches a year. Um, It's seasonal um, and it's based on the amount of fruit we can get. Um, but we're, we're making close to 60 barrels a year using about 2,000 pounds of kumquats. Amazing. And the amazing thing is that they, these don't come from farms. These aren't left over at the produce market. They have a program where you can sign up if you have a citrus tree in your yard, as we do in Southern California. Cool. You don't even have to water it if it's mature and right. it just fruits. Right. You can call and a volunteer from Food Forward will come to your house when stuff is ripe and they'll harvest it and they'll reuse it. Right. So the, these kumquats come from the backyards of people from all over LA. That's amazing. And it really is what a community cool sourced yeah. agricultural <laughs> product and that we turn into beer and we donate, I don't know, a certain percentage of our uh, profits specifically from that, from that beer back to them. That's sick. Man. Community yeah. beer. Cool yeah. idea. It's pretty I've community beer. Like yeah. I, I mean, it was like, I mean, and, and that was one of the posts that got, it got a significant amount of reaction, you know, because I, I, here's the thing. I think um, the craft beer community is very um, humble, you know, from the standpoint that they don't really advertise a lot of their, their philanthropy or a lot of, you know, their you know the things that they're doing in the community because one they're so busy making beer <laughs> yeah. and and you know it, it costs to put that in, out there but but really they're, they're, you guys are humble and you know I think um, you rely on the community to share with one another yeah. uh, some of these efforts so I just want to shine a light on that I think it's special Thank I think you. one of the things about craft brewers is that we do business differently okay so if something makes sense that it helps me in my business 
and it helps you in your personal endeavors or your nonprofit or mm-hmm. your business, if we can both benefit, then it right. makes sense. Yeah. We're not looking for a huge payout all the time. Right. Yeah. It's that corporate mentality of like the bottom line, profits, 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 right. that like ruins the world. I mean, if you take it to the extreme. Right. Um, and I think that's the cool part about craft beer. Mm. I think most people in it feel the same yeah. way. And so community easy. is a really yeah. important part of that. Nobody gets into beer to make money. Let's be real. It's a bad plan. <laughs> you, <laughs> hope. Really uh, yeah. you hope. Oh, you hope. Someday, to make money. someday yeah. you'll be like, okay. You, you get two nickels to rub together. Yeah, yeah. just two. Not just one, because it. it's really hard to fold that one nickel. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, uh, that's really sick, man. I think it's really cool, and it only makes sense. Yeah, I think you helping the community. and Yo. Yeah. Talk about this expansion because I'm telling you, one of the first things that I noticed the first time I ever came to Small City when I was looking for you guys are in a bank of buildings, you know, that all look alike. Totally nondescript, yeah. yeah. Except, no sign. <laughs> still don't have a sign. Five for years. the hot vines <laughs> that are lining oh, yeah, the yeah, buildings. Yeah, yeah. Like, and wrong I was one, like, wrong one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like I was almost about to make the, yeah, you know, the you knew like, what they were, so you had an edge on most people. Yeah, Hence true. exposure. And education, it's yeah. huge because yes. I knew immediately that I was in the right place. Awesome. Talk, I mean, thank, thank, congrat, all those good words for everything that you guys are experiencing right now. Talk about the expansion. Yeah. So, uh, this room that we're in, and I'm not sure if the echo is carrying across. Maybe a little. Echo, echo. It's echo. pretty empty right now. Echo. It's pretty empty right now. Uh, so we're getting ready to tear out the floor on what we're calling the South Cellar. Right, so our original space of 5,500 square feet. It's got mm-hmm. the tap room, still original space. We scooched it a little bit. We got some barrels, and um, but we basically maxed out the tanks that we could put on that floor, maxed out the cooling capacity and stuff like that. So we're like, oh hey, now what do we do? Um, so this space came up. There were we had neighbors uh, when we first opened, and we've had it for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's only because we got distracted with our barrel house that used to be two doors down when the building across the parking lot, which you guys haven't seen, we'll go over and check out. That came up for at least last spring, and we were like, oh, well, for long term, it makes more sense to keep this space for production and that space for cold storage, barrels, sour. um, Bugs. Bugs, lots of bugs. Bugs, So so what we're sitting in is going to be uh, the South Cellar, uh, new packaging line. Uh, We have a rotary filler coming in. We're getting into uh, 12-ounce six-packs, which will be a huge change. Yeah. Huge change for us from this single-bottle, 500-milliliter format. Uh, I still think it's a great format for a lot of reasons. But it's less accessible. The price point's weird in a lot of people's minds. Um, we'll continue to do barrel-aged beers and unique, you know, one-offs and things like that in, those, in that format. Okay. That, that, that is kind of an interesting thing, and, and I'm curious of what this might be um, in Canada as far as the packaging is concerned. Because mm-hmm. I learned very quickly that, like, aluminum is beer's best friend. Yeah. Um, but then there's the pints, there's the six ounces, and then there's the bombers, there's the 500, there's I the 750s. you guys the big cans, like... Oh yeah, prowlers, but the right, next size right. up, I don't know what it is. There's nineteen point six. Well, there's two. Is that what it is? Is that ounces? Yeah, yeah. Everything's nineteen point two ounces. So weird. I also find it very <laughs> interesting that you're like, that we're going twelve ounce <laughs> bottles, and then we're doing five hundred milliliter. Like, sorry, twelve ounces, and then going five hundred milliliter. Like, that's just so funny that you didn't continue in ounces. It's like, and Canada's the same thing. It's like one or the uh, other pounds yeah. versus yeah. kilometers. Like, make up your mind. 
I mean, but, but I don't know where yeah. all of the different formats. I don't know where the twenty-two ounce bomber. Like you could probably talk to one of like really old school brewers in California. Where did the twenty-two ounce bomber come from, and why is twenty-two ounces? Why that? Everything was twelve, sure it was or it was what was it before? Yeah, it had yeah. to be before the like, like twenty-four yeah. ounces. That's two pints, bro. Yeah, <laughs> or not two pints, oh, but yeah. two, yeah. That's yeah. two yeah. twelve yeah. ounce beers. beers. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's kind of a weird. Can't uh, do that. Let's bring it down a notch. Yeah, let's just a little bit. You don't need that much. I feel like everything in Canada is moving towards cans. Is mm-hmm. uh, uh, like yeah, you're right. Uh, aluminium is the aluminium, by the way. It's not aluminium. It's aluminium. Just wanted to correct you guys. What what country did they call it that? England, who made the language that we were all speaking. Oh! I get you. Right. I wish I gave people. That was good. That was good. Did we get so mad? You don't understand them jokes in Merck. It's true. Crack is a good one. Um, yeah, I really like the, the push towards cans. I feel like a lot of breweries are just sort of like moving off the bottles towards cans. But then there's something about that six pack, that, uh, like that six pack of bottles. And what beers yeah. were you putting in six packs? So we'll be putting our uh, core four, we like to call them. Okay. Um, uh, two we bottle now, our coffee porter and our saber-toothed squirrel. Yeah. yeah that beer, Hoppy American Amber. That's a nice. award-winning beer, multiple times over. One yeah, of my yeah. favorite beers. Yeah, we should, we should try that after. We might need to get one soon. I was gonna say, we still have a lightning round to go, so. Um, and for the first time ever in package, our Little Bow Pills, our four and a half percent Czech-inspired Pilsner, oh, yeah. and uh, IPA. Which is uh, what most of us been. were drinking here. Oh, we just bought yeah. stuff. It's, it's still, man. Yeah, it's Which is funny because the Pilsner is our number one by volume in wholesale. Um, we're, it's about 38% of what we brew. Right. And I, our flagship IPA has never been in bottles. Right, so it's first well, time. So it's pretty it's exciting. That's it's like yeah, what I was telling you earlier. If you come to me as a new brewery, you're like, I have this great idea. We're going to make these beers. I'm like, okay, cool. And we're never going to bottle our, our number one volume Pilsner. And we're not going to bottle our flagship IPA for five years. <laughs> like, like, you're nuts. Mm, yeah. Get away. That's it. You might, as well just give me, you might as well just give me the money and just finish it up. Just, just <laughs> yeah. Bye, peace. But you guys did it. Hey, you did well, it. You know, successful. we're doing it. It was yeah. great, man. But you guys have survived entirely off. off. Do you guys have any distro as far as bottles right now? Because yes. Free. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like not a huge amount? Not a huge amount. Right. So you, as in the my what, question. 10% volume? 12, 13% volume. Where's the rest volume. of it come from? Where, Draft. Like, drafting in yeah. bars and restaurants. Right. Yeah. That's sick. And then, it's of course, good. a bunch from the tap room as well. Like, how much? Uh, so, ten. that's that's 90% of volume, and then broken out, 88% of that is draft. And then 10% of what we brew total, it goes is, through the tap room. Right. So, what type of music do you listen to when you brew? <laughs> good question. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm I mean, adding that to dude, the lightning round. Whatever keeps you moving. Oh, woo. I don't know what yeah. his answer lightning is. Lightning round question. Um, should we get another beer for the, before the lightning round? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, we can still like if someone is like we send like we'll keep it, keep the conversation going rather than stopping it. We'll keep I'm the conversation going. This is halftime. Halftime. Break. Halftime. Fantastic. Yeah, we got to get some good stuff. Yeah, we got some gold. Time. Yeah. We're done the podcast. You got that now. You're added to the gold. It's, it's like gold, gold on gold. I know. Right. I'm gold on gold on gold on gold on gold on gold on gold. All right, y'all. So we're back. We had to re up on the beers. Yes, we did. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Let's cheers. 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 Cheers.
little bit pale. The number yeah, one, classic. the number one Look stunner. Look at it. Classic. Looks gorgeous. It is beautiful. Did you get the same? I'm drinking the South Bay Lager. Classic nice. German Hellas. That's the Hellas one. Yeah. yeah. These lager. are the beers of the future. Phenomenal. And that is yeah. that the coffee porter. Uh, this is not the coffee version. Um, this uh, every once in a while we take a little of the coffee out, or a little of the porter out before yep. adding the coffee, and that's what this is. It's uh, just a straight porter on nitro. We call it bloody. Knuckle. I was gonna say it looked like nitro. It's, 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 it's a delicious called? beer. It's called bloody knuckle. Bloody knuckle. Oh, yeah. That's nitrous. Isn't that why? Like Do you want to know why it's called bloody knuckle? I have to break it down. Yeah. Uh, I have the scars on my fingers to show you that every time, for, I don't know why, but this beer, when we first started making it here, yeah. you just, you, we were doing it all by manual, and then just always, just, just ripping your knuckles open on the mash tun. Yeah. It was I mean, always that some, beer, so and I was DNA like, pretty much. bloody knuckles. Like no, it doesn't get in the beer. You're like, okay, I'm good. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> shit, I just, uh, So it might be some skin, maybe. Yeah, a little maybe. bit of skin, some, I like hopefully that. not. It's actually you in the beer. It's, it, yeah, it's kind of like the opening I mean, scene it is a of Prometheus. Oh! Wow! Cut off! Violent this. Cut him off! Oh yeah, sure. Cut him off too. Oh, yeah, right. Thanks, bro. Yeah, we got. Uh, that could have been way more dangerous than that. Um, do you know what we really? Why we repurpose our tables because yeah, if we right. bought new ones, they just get ruined. They just get <laughs> absolutely trashed. Um, I had a great night here, by the way. Like, tell me about it. Like we we were, just one? you know, no, well, multiple. <laughs> <laughs> this one in particular, a very special bottle, uh, was, you know, we were given permission to break open a bottle. Oh, yeah. And um, for some reason, uh, the young lady who was with us decided to stack the glasses that everybody was pouring. And almost simultaneous with her knocking it over, she made the commitment of, if I knock it over, I will drink the liquid from the table. Oh. And she did? As you begin to knock that it over. That sounds intentional. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, well, 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 let's just say that table didn't she look extraordinarily clean. Oh, no. But she slurped up every drop of <laughs> that beer. That sounds like but, a but it was, um, it was um, Wizard of Oz, or Lizard of Oz from Founders. Wizard of... Okay. Oh, wow. So it was a great uh, beer. Yeah. But, oh, my God. She slurped for quite a long time. <laughs> it, was, it got kind of uncomfortable. Because she just kept doing it. As it would. I digress. <laughs> um, we, we really that happened right in, right in your tasting room. That's why it's relevant, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it right. happened here. Yeah. It happened here. Everything happens here. That's oh, it. That's where it's at. It's from the contract. So many, um, so many stories. We actually realized we glossed over your, um, oh, yeah. your origin, story. origin story. Your OG story, and then we'll go into the lighting <clears throat> Well, I like to begin usually by saying I was born in a mash tub. Mm. Okay, I'm not surprised. And so the name Porter was not by accident. That's such a bunch, <laughs> bunch of bullshit. But um, I, I was I was enjoying that though. Uh, I know. So Where's this going? as you alluded to, you're like, oh my god, really? That guy? Are you related to? No. Um, uh, so betray you. Sorry, I had to bring it back on. Uh, so hey, as you alluded to, uh, yeah. So degree in photography, worked in design and print and stuff like that, and just. Just getting tired of sitting behind a computer all day. Uh, ironically, that's often what I do these days, but for a totally <laughs> different reason. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I was uh, living in Philly, drinking a lot of beer, and a friend of mine was like, oh, you should come down to this store called The Foodery. Man, they've got all these beers. I'm like, whoa, cool, look, there's like a thousand beers in bottles. And so we would just drink and try stuff and, you know, put the bottles on the wall and get all excited, you, you know, add in a new one, like, 
I've been drinking stuff like Samuel Adams Triple Bock. Have you ever mm. have you ever seen those little blue bottles? They stopped making that in like 2007. Two thousand. I, I, I was still Heineken in it. Yeah, oh man, crazy! Yeah, just give me a crazy yeah, beers. <laughs> we had access to a lot of stuff, so um, I carried that experience, you know, with me when we came out to LA in uh, two thousand two. Uh, started homebrewing like crazy. Couldn't afford to buy craft beer, but the selection was still excellent compared to the East Coast. Sure, you know, we're like drinking beers like Sierra Nevada, Racer Five, like yeah. what inspirations, right? Yeah. Stones beers were coming out, and. Um, and so I got the bug, a bit by the bug, the homebrewing bug. And uh, and then I decided to do something about it. I was like brewing like crazy, BJCP and pallet training and just brewing all the time. Uh, my wife always makes the joke like, she went away for a month, she came home and there was like 30 fermenters. Like, <laughs> nice. like cowboys and she stuff? Calls them the, yeah, she called them the pod children because they would like <laughs> be at the end of the bed and like something would happen. I would get up and I'd be like, oh no, it's okay, I'll put a blanket on you and like, Keep the fermentation warm or, or cool it down. Yeah. I mean, it's a patient woman. Total obsession, right? Yeah. It's like a Rick so, and Morty episode or something. That's yeah. Weird. Yeah. It got a little tight in our whole Venice Morty. bungalow. I like that. Shake it up. But, you know, ever in the quest for better beer, right? Amen. So, uh, so I went through the American Brewers Guild course and um, uh, decided I wanted to try and take a stab at it. Uh, we were both working at a um, uh, design firm, for lack of a better term for it, and we were both laid off uh, on the same day. No shit. Yeah, we were, we were doing great. The company was like, yeah, we got millions. We're just going to throw it around at everybody. And then it was like, Get some free oh, by the way, we're closing the door. It was like a year after I started, and, uh, and I was like, well, that's it. It's a sign. Like, I'm not going, I'm not doing this again, so yeah. I'm going to go work for breweries. So. Mm. So I, I volunteered at a couple of the old um, breweries in L.A. Um, and then I got a job washing kegs at BJ's down in Brea. Mm. Um, a lot of just a lot of breweries, uh, a lot of guys running washing. breweries. Yeah, man. Old school. There's a lot of good brewers and owners of breweries that started out at BJ's. Yeah. You know, they, uh, yep. they didn't have a great reputation for beer, at least not back then. Uh, but they did it right. They spent the money in the right place. They taught the brewers well. That's cool. So. That's all right. So yeah, after that, I you know I, I moved up <clears throat> in that organization and then landed the job at Tustin Brewing Company. Um, I was there for four and a half years um, as brewer. And dude, how old are you? After that, I swear to God, you look like you were twenty three. I know. And you and you, and you speak as if you were forty eight. He's like, well, he's like, I'm a legend goes on. I don't know. You uh, call my you, name. I'm sorry. I can do this all day. I can do it all day. I love the never-ending story. And they have a beer called the nothing. I'm sorry. Should I get my Orin? Like I told you. That was alright. Leather movie. I actually was given an Orin by a super amazing um, Smog City fan. Um, and I was like, dude, thank you so much. He was like, I fucking love that beer. And I fucking love your brewery. And I was like, whoa, cool. He now works man. for us. You know Punk Rock Josh? <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Before That's he, cool. Before he worked here, he was a super fan. That's like, cool. He's awesome. Yeah, he's a loyal, loyal. Yeah. Combined. I'm sorry, but 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 uh, you had just left 
BJ's and no, I was working for Tustin, yeah, and then Tustin. I lo- we launched Smog City out of that brew pub. Wow! So that that's was one day you said, "Hey, can I use this band?" Yep. For yeah. So that's that, cool. Like, I feel like that's a testament to craft beer because if you worked at an agency and you, they oh, had yeah. a computer uh, on the weekend, <laughs> like, hey, like, can I borrow your can assets? I borrow, yeah, can I use your Photoshop <laughs> because I'm trying to start a design agency yeah, myself? You know, like, Go for it. <laughs> it's just not a thing. We're not it's using it all the time anyway. Don't worry about it. pay it. It's all good. Right. Like, it's just not. It's just unheard of. It is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Isn't that that's amazing? A yeah. lot of what happens in craft beer is unheard of in other industries. It's, it's just like the complete antithesis of that capitalistic like spirit. Sometimes, sometimes. In that anti-competition way, we're all like, "Yo, like you guys." I'm sure you guys collab with all the other guys in the neighborhood. Oh yeah. Stuff. Like that's crazy. So, so here, here's and, and this yeah, is as much the, as we should. Well, here's here, here the one too, thing. We're just busy, too busy, right? man. I, I think there's also an element of competition that I didn't realize friendly that was there. Friendly competition or like, it's friendly competition, right? Oh yeah, it's it's, uh, like, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of jocular competition, it's you know. Not, we like to we like to poke at each other, yeah. You know, yeah. Bust yeah. Paul's yeah. like, oh, that beer is full of dazzle, and I know it and got <laughs> out. And fucking, they're like, shit. But we all have a We're all suffering through that that growth phase, that like awkward teenage years yeah, together, yeah. which <laughs> is cool. That's awesome. No one's like a decade old. Everyone's like. Yeah, whatever, yeah, five, no, that's seven true. years. Yeah, right. That's true. I mean, like, so there's not like everything's still ironing out. It takes time. Right. Yeah. Well, well, I think also being an LA-based brewery or LA area brewery, that there's all. I mean, like um, Morgan from Indie Brewing comes from the advertising industry. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I come from the advertising industry and creative yeah. production. So I think you have this focus on, you know, not so much the branding and the advertising of it, but the attention to detail. And I think that also comes out in the beer as well. I, just, I, I think it does. I mean, you look at Dry River's artwork on, you know, the photography on all of their stuff. Um, you know, I think it definitely plays a, yeah. a, an aspect into yeah. the to the culture of L.A. beer. Yeah, and I mean, it's like I said, I think everyone, in, pretty much everyone in beer has a story, you know, mm-hmm. on how they got here. Yeah. And it usually wasn't a straight line. There was usually a, a couple twists and turns. And, I mean, everyone had to really work hard to get where they are. Craft mm-hmm. beer's a, not a tough industry, but but a tough industry. I don't know. I don't, no, it's tough to get into, right? It's not it's tough, tough it's hella tough. It's, it's tough it's to get into. Right? It is, like, yeah. yeah. But and you can't just walk in. No, you no. can't walk in at the top, ever. No, no matter how much book knowledge, no matter whatever, you exactly. have got to have experience. So you have to earn it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what defines this industry. Yeah. I feel like everyone that, that's in it, you know, has earned it. And so but how great is you, it to be in a community? You've each other's respect along the way. I agree. Know? And I think yeah. it's so great to have something, a community, to where you know if someone's gotten there, yeah. that they've earned it. Like, yeah. there is, like, we, that, that is it's something like that's skipping, missing. Skipping the line. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Contract brewers haven't earned it. <laughs> there it is. They have not, because where's their million dollars? That's right. Where's their fermenters? Where are they? How much experience do they have brewing? You're like, no, you just let them do it. They're, they're just right. Why don't I mean, just not buy the actually want the brewing? They're lifestyle brands. Yeah. They're lifestyle brands. That's what they are. Yeah. They're so trying to manipulate people. So, so what you're trying to say about lifestyle brands? It's a good point. It's a different lifestyle. I'm going to come back to these motherfuckers and start saying that. Like, so what's up with lifestyle brands? The problem with lifestyle brands. <laughs> they actually said that's no, a thing. Like, I mean, well, if well, you have an attractive design, that's what they've been accusing brewers, some of my friends who are brewers, like, of being lifestyle brands when as in like questioning their commitment to beer because their cans are pretty 
So, so, so. I think life sovereigns is just a buzzword that people use. You're like, well, it's just our brand. Yeah. What What's lifestyle? Maybe they're positioning towards a certain. Maybe their focus is really narrow towards like a certain audience or whatever, and that becomes like a lifestyle. I don't. Well, 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 I mean, to to chime in on that, I I mean, Dope and Dank is a form of a lifestyle brand. You you know, I, I think. Um, Everybody you know, wants a dope and dank life. How how is that different? Why than that? He said that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But 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 you know to, 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 to you know to to, to say like look you can still appreciate dope shit and appreciate it in some other light. You know I think punk is dope. You know I think there's some shit. forms of rock that are dope just like hip hop is dope. Yeah. I think the fact that brewers just have a wild hair up their ass and go you know what I'm gonna combine these flavors and I'm gonna combine this yeast and I'm gonna I think. That is a dope thing. I think audacity is dope, and 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 that in itself is why. It's beautiful, I like that. I mean, well, I mean, but you know, that's why I feel like that there should be more craft beer in community. You know, in, in the black community, in the Mexican community, especially in California. I'm like, there's no way you can't have your palate. You know, it, you know, start to understand how to brew. Start to learn how to break down beers because that is going to make sure that your palate and the palate of your community is reflected throughout time. You know, I, I think it's I think beer is a time machine like that. Well, that's know? where it begins. <clears throat> your palate is certainly. I mean, I don't know. I always say that I'm just in love with flavor. People are like, oh, you're drinking wine. Like, why are you drinking wine? Or like, oh, you'd like to eat that food. I'm like, I'm just in love with yeah, flavor. Man. Yeah. Like, you know, and like, why do we, we make four beers, you know, that we push out, but then there's like six more that we're also making, but then look at the board, there's 17, oh, yeah. 18 right. beers. Incredible. I mean, we've got like 10 more waiting to wait. We're waiting for the lines to free up so we so can put the other the ones, ones on. on. True. That's great. Yeah, because look, it's just an amazing, they're all fine. Well, 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 like in craft beer, and one of the reasons why I brought up the whole concept of, you know, the, the, the theme or the identity of Monkish and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and Phantom Carriage and Smog City, everyone right now has the ability to find their village and to find the theme like or that. the identity that they associate with. And I think craft beer does that on such a great level. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and I love to shine a light on it. Just yeah. like, like, We're talking you about know, this beer. The way yeah. yeah. So in like, its best form, it should be about community. Yep. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as we've mentioned, you know, the, it always comes from top down, you know, culture. And and um, but the you know like corporate culture and brand culture in craft brewing is, is there's almost no discrepancy right there's no barrier no. so you know whatever the the culture of the company is bleeds into its community you know so you've got owners um, like uh, like Lori and Porter who in so many ways want to make you know their customers and their employees part of their family you know mm-hmm. so you can feel that here you can feel that in the tap room you know you can go there and talk to the regulars you know yeah. it's like it's like family that's why they come here you right. know so it's a third home you know and share what it family. is and share what it is or yeah, exactly. you know you go to some of those other places and they have uh, different cultures which bleed into their communities yep. you know into their villages or whatever you want to right. call them you know it's super cool. It's yeah. I was only just starting. Like, that's what we were talking about on the way. We're like, how big can this get? Because even like what what we are it's like like our job is to show, showcase the breweries. Yeah. So we're like, we're talking about like how we can sort of make this an ongoing thing and be able to make a living off doing all the things that we're we are doing, which is sort of like uh, adjuncts to the brewers. Like, yes. And not all brewers see the value in people like us. I reached out to a whole bunch of breweries and only a few hit me back, which happens every time, wherever we go. Right. Because that's normal because not everybody sees the value in it, right? You're also dealing with a wide spectrum of personalities. 
Some people are like, oh, camera, you're <laughs> no, recording? No, like, and it's, 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 like, you guys it's gonna take great, a like, piece of my soul. <laughs> some people don't like it, seriously. <laughs> they really don't. And, and yeah, some that's people, actually uh, a thing. Like, then there's like, with, like brewers are artists, like, and, and not, sometimes the brewers, like, you're a brewer owner, gets it because yeah. you came from that other background. Yes, yeah. A lot of the time, and this is no, not even taking anything away from people, some people are just brewers who just happen to own a brewery and are figuring out business as they go and they don't see the value in it. these other marketing opportunities because right. most of the, we, we, the reason why I'm bringing this up, we'll talk about it on the way about um, how, do, how do craft breweries break through the advertising stranglehold that the macro brewers have mm. with their dollars from specifically from different communities like you go in and to any like some of the communities here that don't get served or maybe they put a brewery that's like considered gentrifying into a community that might only be advertised a b and b products for their entire life and they'll never see anything else how do you break through that you've got to do a really good job at telling your story right and reaching out to that and, and you've got to be very transparent about it yeah. I mean, that's what we're on the verge of doing. This expansion, this volume packaging, we want to get into more people's hands to and tell our story. And hopefully, you know, the sales will follow. They'll be like, that's a great, I identify with that. Or I don't, or I'm kind of like right. that, or I'm not. Or this is really great beer, I don't give a shit about the story because a lot of people are like that too, right? Yeah. And I just want an IPA. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you're saying, you know, if, if you're very transparent about who you are, people can choose to identify with that, right? right? Well, well, the one thing, and I think C kind of hit the nail on the, on the head is, and I'll give you an example. Uh, one day I was going to a barbecue, I had to take my daughter somewhere. I forgot to get my beer at LAL Works. Oh, no. um, I left it in the cooler, uh-huh. and they weren't going to be open until later on that day, and I had a barbecue to go to in Compton. So I'm like, man, I want to I share, I want to expose people to something different. Yeah. So the closer I got into Compton, the worse my options were. I, it got to the point to where I had to go to a CVS that had one last six pack of stone. And that was it. Wow. And it, as me as an advocate for craft breweries, for craft beer, for the culture, for people supporting local, you know, um, local uh, craft breweries, it was heartbreaking yeah. because I was like, how is anybody going to celebrate a small city if the closer I got in, you know, it was just, it was zero access. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think, you know, people like C and I are important because yeah. if, if you don't see it in your store, then at least you might catch uh, an Instagram of me doing a freestyle there about how I love small city, right. you know, or, or him doing a podcast, doing one of his uh, 10 second, you know, um, beer reviews, mm-hmm. you know. And um, then you seek it out. Yeah. Right, but 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 again, you know, we, we were curious about what the position was from the breweries from even recognizing that that was a thing, you know, that some people just don't even see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's hard to be, it's hard to be everything to everyone, and you just don't know how well your brand is going to resonate, right? Yeah. Uh, and when I say brand, it's not like this like marketing jargon. It's like it's an extension of who we are and what we do. That's what brand is to me. Yeah. And, um, you know making beers and selling to beer geeks is the easiest fucking thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Those are the right. first Preaching people that choir. line up. Yeah, right. exactly. But to go beyond that, which, I mean, I feel like we've done to a certain degree out mm-hmm. in the market and wholesale, um, but really with this jump that we're making, yeah. we have a much larger audience that we now have to start talking yeah, right. to. And that's the goal. 
that, that is totally the goal. And you, you know, to your question about why bottles and not cans, it's like, well, I still think that um, we, we've always positioned ourselves as a premium product, not to be sold at a premium price, not to be like too expensive, not right. to be inaccessible. That's important. But I still think there's a stigma, and funny about San Diego versus LA versus oh, yeah. Montreal or Toronto, like, I don't know what people are used to drinking out of, but LA is definitely a bottle town. Right. Yeah, and get the can into the market. that stigma against cans as a cheaper or inferior product still remains. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard, because just, I mean, technically speaking, most of the breweries in LA, you know, of the 68, are pretty small. Very few of them. Mm -hmm. Um, distribute or even package or yeah, even like package. bottles or right. cans either right. way and do like special the, can releases here and there yeah mobile but, can like but you know I yeah. mean you at, at when you're that small your hope especially if you're canning is that the beer sells really fast and if you're that small it probably that's what's gonna happen it's sell really fast mm -hmm. and it's gonna get drank because the smaller you are the harder it is to get quality into a can right um, I mean you know right. you, you said uh, aluminium is good for beer, right? Because it it keeps um, it keeps light and oxygen out, right? Yes, correct. That's only if you can get the oxygen out in the first place, and that's a lot harder to do in a can than in a bottle. And the smaller you go, the generally the harder that is. But you know, if it's gonna sell out in in a day, and everyone's gonna have drank it by Saturday, that's a big deal. Or ship it across the country. Well, that's and, well, well, if you're gonna do that, that's different. That's how it gets spread, like. Like that's actually a fact. Like that's what happened. Like, I see you get a lot of stuff. I'm like, obviously, oh, here with Heddy Top. I'm like, how do you get that? Of course, he's getting that by beer mail. And I trade yeah. with dudes in Vancouver so I can get their fire ass beers out there, which is ruined my life because that shit is incredible. Fire ass beers, by the way, slang word. But what's funny a, about that is that Very if you Spider traded for it or you paid a, a <laughs> good money for it, you're gonna be like, this beer is great. Are you really gonna be able to evaluate it? You guys, maybe. But a lot of people that don't know better, they're gonna be like, oh, this beer is so awesome. It's like, I had to trade all this and all this and all this just to get this. And you're like, but what if it's not that great? Can you really be <laughs> independent? You know, it's not subjective at that point. Or would they be honest about it? Right. Who? Who? Will you be right. honest about it? YouTubers, Please be honest. Bloggers, Instagrammers. Well, the I, beer's no good. Be honest. But, okay, yeah. so this is to, to that point. My beer, too. If it's no good, do you know Tell what about it? Right, but okay, I'll get it. That's a really, shit. That yeah, I want to know if you're drinking, get my beer and it's shit because you're not going to tell your friends that, to buy it because you're like, oh, shit. But well, what did I do wrong? That's a great fucking point. Mm. I would tell you to your face if I'm drinking a beer, I'm like, oh, no, would I think Would you see? A, no, it's just. Would, would, would I? Would you see? Would you tell me to mop? <laughs> to you? Maybe I'm not sorry, you. I don't know. You stood up, man. Because <laughs> you're too sweet. I'm going to tell you that. And, and, and no, this, this, like, is Trump, this is a Trump America I'll right now. Betray you! I'm just going to go. I'm just going to put that in there. Yeah, there it um, is. I feel like I had to. we talk about this often. Like, I've never talked about this only on the podcast. If, like, say we're talking about this on the way up as well. Sometimes Bruce send us beer that they want us to do these little really short, like, five, ten minute beer mail, we call it, like, little videos where we just, like, crack some open and, like, talk about it. just fun little additional content on top of the podcast and stuff, right? Cool. Um, it's beta. And, and as well, even if I do, you know, I took that stupid picture, I will review the beer and stuff like that. Now, what I do, I 
coming back to the look, I know we're laughing about contract brewing, but I didn't put my million dollars up to buy a brewery. Who the fuck am I to trash someone's beer who's put their whole thing into it? We were talking about, yeah. but okay, this is what I'm saying. I'm not going to use like our the platform Yelp. that we're building. It's like it the, the Yelpization Yelp of mm. whatever. Like everybody's but, a chef but, now because I could make that better. Right, but like who? This is my thing. Oh, our be. mo is to is to push craft beer. Like our whole thing is just to spread the, the word of craft beer. It doesn't mm. matter where it is. We're specifically to say that it's on, good and that you guys should try it. That's correct. Kind of so, and if you're trying, oh no, no, well, I'll, I'll just straight up. I will tell everybody if something is good. I will DM or email someone if it's Thank bad. Thank you. I don't there think it's. I don't think yeah, it's I, right to. I would just rather not. This is what people. I, I don't talk about it. If I don't like it, I don't talk about it. That's it. There's no point because then, like, oh, okay, I go and review a smoke city beer and I say it's not good. Then people can be like, oh, smoke city shit. This guy. And some people. Some people might listen to what we're saying, and I don't think that's fair for the brewery because one beer is subjective. Yes. Like shit is shit. But most of the yes. time it's subjective. I could be like, I didn't like that Imperial like barrel aged amber because I don't like barrel aged Imperial beers. That okay. could be my taste, for example, even though that was actually beer a fantastic ass beer. But beer racist. Beer racist is the thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm people have said to me like, oh, I know when you don't like a beer because I use specific ways when I talk about it. Uh, they yeah. can go, oh, you didn't like that. People it's would multi, yeah. or text me and be like, you didn't feel that beer. Like, no, I didn't, but like, I'm not going to trash it because yeah. I respect the people who make it. We have a business. I know you have, we have like, and I don't want to ever put someone down because someone might, like I was telling you about Bellwoods, they were my favorite brewery in Canada. I lived up the road from them in 2012 when they opened and that was fine. Not, not good, not bad, just cool. And this year I discovered they're like the best in Canada. Only this year. I don't they might have been for a while and I'm a little annoyed that I didn't discover it earlier. But what if I went and out of my way to trash them earlier mm-hmm. on? Like and then they got fired later. I don't know. I mean I think there's got they got fire. Got that it. was very poor yeah. use of language. No, I'm catching on. Uh, so I, I think you got two different points here, though. Are, are you talking about beer that's that's mediocre and you're giving them a pass, or beer that you're hoping is like a single bad package or something? Yo, yo, like I, 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 why, this is like legendary. Like like the the, the interviewer ease have turned into the interviewers. Yeah. By the way, this is like some Jedi mind trick. So if you get a beer and it's. <laughs> I just don't feel that it's our position there as, no as be a me beer. There are no what? There are no beers. <laughs> all right, Yoda, I like Only that. humans. So dark and handsome. Only humans. It's all dark. Um, I just don't feel that it's our responsibility. I just think it's like, I don't think we should be trashing beers. Like, if something's really, really bad, and it's like facts that it's bad, and it's then, okay, cool. But it, Okay, so some, a quick example. Go. The problem is, is that who is qualified to uh, tell you whether a beer Nobody. is flawed? Nobody. Maybe I would argue that I'm qualified. <laughs> yeah, okay. You could say there's diacetyl here, there's there this, there's that. Because I know, because I know the brewing process, and I can almost tell you, almost always tell you if a beer has a fatal flaw. Like if it's subtle or if it's something different that I'm not familiar with, then no, I'm not qualified. But if it's a fatal flaw and it's obvious as a brew, an experienced brewer with a trained palate, then I feel like I'm qualified. But I'm not going to guide the goon and be like, oh, they, they okay, did this and they did that. Because you're an owner and a brewer. Yeah. yeah, but like, but how many beer media people in the BJCPs or Cicerones? Very, very few. We're not. I'm going to say the Cicerones hey, also hey, hey. don't qualify you. I yeah, mean, because it's different. Major off flavors, yes, but, but their like, brewing knowledge doesn't have to be as strict as like as BJCP. But I, I, you know, I stand correct. You are correct. You a BJCP can dictate that. 
But I feel I like just as like the CBS. more trained palates evaluating and rating beers, rather than people are like, I didn't like that because I don't like blonde ales. What the fuck did you rate right. it then? But that, what's the point? <laughs> what are we doing here? That's my point. That's yeah. my point. You don't that like pizza. Be- Stop talking about how much you hate the pizza. Te- so you're right. But that, that technically devout, like, Fact. says, why, why are we able to do this? I've, I've reviewed, like, on this. Because like, no, it's a free country. Because Well, yeah, true. And I've this had, one is. I've done, well, Canada's not at all. Not even remotely close. That's, why, that's why this is bald eagle. It's freedom. Freedom. <laughs> um, bald eagle. I've reviewed about close to 3,200 beers now. Doesn't mean I know shit, but it's, it's shit. over time I've sort of established, like, all right, this guy, like, kind of, and I talk to people, much, much more intelligent people than myself, and I'm like, all right, tell me about this stuff. Yeah. And we're learning yes. and soaking up, but my point is. That's a trained palate, though. So it's a trained, it's not. You don't need a fucking certificate for that, but. Right, but that, but at the same token, my tra- my palate is my palate, and if I really like something, I yap on about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But if I don't, I don't feel it's my position, I don't feel it's your position either, as whoa, what whoa, we whoa, do. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not telling you what to do. What good would it do? What, 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 what good would it do? Because what if it, once again, like, what if I was a little drunk that day and I reviewed it and I was in my feelings or it's something like day, that? Bro. There's, bro, <laughs> it's actually a problem, yeah. Like every fucking day. <laughs> like I need to chill. I can't wait to get back so I can stop drinking. But just chill. I'm, I just not drink. Well, I mean, we can chill, but I just not drink. Dude, I, I, I don't review not drink. beers. I'm in LA. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't review you beers. You feel me, right? Like, Dude, no, I, 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 you know, I, I come at this from a very different, from a different perspective. Break it down. Um, this is I, I think you earned the right to review that beer when you paid for it. Hmm. Okay. That's 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 my perspective. Absolutely. So, you know, it's it's our job to make sure that we craft a beer with intention and quality. We put it in the package with the best way we know how, yep. and it gets to you in the best form possible. Right. If it's not your style, fine. Maybe you're not going to like it. I think most people will say, "Well, are, 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 are going to like recognize it. that, right? Yeah. Or at least recognize, hey, this isn't for me." Right. As opposed to like, this is a bad beer. Yeah, but it's not going to be fatally flawed, you know? Yeah. We, we make a beer with quality. We you make know. it, you know, our, our uh, whole motto is creatively inspired and exceptionally balanced. Oh, that's cool. And like we try and... Where's the shirt? Yeah. We try and put that in a bottle and, and get it to you. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I think in the law of averages, that's going to play itself out. But I, I think when you paid for that beer, you were in the right to review Respect. Okay. And that's yeah, that's the way we work as a business. But then, yes. like, if you if you don't buy it, like, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Work. I just would like the um, the chatter to be more from Educated. people. Yeah. Well, well, but but here's the thing: the most opinionated people seem to have like M- most most people that are qualified to review. Most people that are qualified to review are extremely boring and don't have any personality. And also are probably fast. introverts. Also, fast. and 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 I think that sometimes, God bless you know, we, when you have a cat like <laughs> me or C that are like, bam, like hey, you know, then we get frowned upon for reviewing From or having guys, an opinion right? about beer. Those people don't listen to you. You don't think? Where um, do people go for information? Like, they're like, what is this beer? Who else likes this beer or doesn't like this? Beer? I mean, I guess people. Go or what does the world say about this beer? I'm thinking about buying this beer. How do I get more information about whether dude, it's good or bad? I literally bad? had a dude approach me you in person and was like, you know what? I stopped following you because I don't think you know enough about beer. Oh damn! And I was just like. Whoa. Sorry. As opposed to who? That's uh, fascinating. Well, well but, but that was kind of my point. It's, is it's it like, because it's like, he does, or he's just like searching right. for someone who knows so but, much bro, about bro, beer? Well, whatever the reason is yeah, why I, I, I don't consider myself a beer reviewer. Yeah. I consider myself a director 
to a, a, you know a place where you could potentially let your palate explore. I like that. Like, like, like I asked, I asked, and I and I hate that I don't remember the gut. That's me. Like there's where that's the fun. I can have it for you. There are options here. Yeah. Give it a shot because I once asked a panel. And I wish, unfortunately, I don't know the gentleman that gave me this answer, but I know he was a very seasoned beer man. And I asked him, how do I convince black people to drink crab beer? And he looked at me dead in my face and said, there is nothing you can say. Their palate has to tell the truth. Introduce the beer to them and let them tell the truth about the beer. And that's what kind of, that's when I realized, I'm like, dude, What's the point of like giving this review about beer if it doesn't matter? Matter because well, once I give the beer away, it's not mine. You know, I can't right, tell yeah. them what their palate. I can tell them what all flavors that they might recognize, but even then, so they would have have to taste as many <clears throat> beers in that style. I don't like, think the, I don't think the color of your skin matters at all. We can we can now go down that road mm -hmm. because if people aren't taught to think about what it is they are tasting, mm -hmm. they I think they have a much harder time deciding whether they like it or not. Because it's based mm -hmm. on everything else they've had in the past. Like, how many times have you walked into a wine tasting or a, or, or a, or a tasting room of a winery mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, this one has notes of passion fruit, mango, and pear. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, this is, what is this? This is a white wine. You're like, wow, I do get passion fruit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the power of suggestion, whether it's fucking so there or powerful. not. Yeah. Having a guided, a person can guide you through what they may or may not be tasting, not only creates an experience, but it also opens their eyes into the possibility of flavor. That's why I say I'm a huge fan of flavor yeah. in everything. Wine, spirits, food, especially food. And I think that if you give a person that experience, yeah, you know, they they get that's when they get to decide. Yeah. And, 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 just about bringing down those walls, right? I I, I agree, but but but, Low, but again, the cost to, of entry. if you look at big beer and if you look at advertising dollars, yeah. they do care about color, and they do care wow. uh, about. I mean, I mean, you know, if, if they you, care if, about if you, data, well, well, they care about data, and they care about and if you, and if you look at the the marketing and the the excuse me the um the data as it relates to malt liquor, they target. Low-income people of color, right. and, 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 if you're, and if we're talking about exposure and what you've been exposed to, yeah. um, which I think is a huge—I mean, we are only a compila comp uh, compilation of what we've been exposed to. That's where I think we come in as, yeah. as some something different, something cultural that someone can identify with. Because, like yeah. I was saying earlier, if you walked into a, a business and it yeah. was nothing but Indian women in that business, you may go. I may not fit in here, you know, but you go into a brewery and, you know, you witness something like that, that may diminish what you expose yourself to. Yeah, you're right. And, and that's, that's where I point. think a bridge, and I like to see my brand, I like to see what C does as a bridge, is something that you recognize as being sturdy, something familiar that you can cross yeah. to expose yourself to something new because yeah, beer sure is there's beer. A, there's a little bit of a stigma. You're like, well, that's not for me because uh, I don't know anybody that would go there or something. But I think that what we're trying to do is tell a different story. Mm -hmm. It's that you should pay attention to what it is you drink and why you drink it. Yep. And that's not what the big breweries care about. Right. No. Or those, they're basically like just like marketing companies, right? Yep. They care about the data and they're just going to keep pushing the thing because that button sells more of their yep. product. Yeah. And we want, I, I mean like, I want people just in general to wake up and just... You know what infuriates my, 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 me the my most? Man, we're, 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 <laughs> we're doing it. 
Because we woke. I want people. I want. I. What infuriates me the most is when somebody. I'm like, well, you should really try this, and they take it and they sip it, and they're like, oh, that's pretty good. I'm like, yeah, but yeah. you didn't even smell it. Mm. You need to understand that like 80% of flavor is in your nose. Yep. If you're not smelling your beer, like I was the guy who was like, go to a, a fancy restaurant and I smell my fork before every bite. Everybody looks at you funny. But like, I'm there for the full experience. Yeah. I want people to wake up and decide for themselves what, what it is they're tasting and whether they like it or not. Right. Instead and, of and, instead of just like, but, but, I mean, but if, if you're trying again, to get fucked up, that's one thing, right? Like we all have those days. We're like only whiskey, in, only in. done, you know, nine percent done. But but, but again, I think, I think again that, that, that that's exposure. But taste it know? first, please. Uh, I mean, smell I, it, smell taste it. Taste I got into craft beer because I fell in love with Paso Robles wines. I used to train at Camp Roberts in Paso Robles. Fell in love with the region because it looks beautiful. Came up and then realized it was an amazing wine. You know, uh, wine country, mm-hmm. and then I discovered wine. Great but but, but awesome. then you learn, how to, and then you know the irony is that I drank beer like I was drinking wine, which is very much your point. You you smell, you do all the same things that you yeah. would normally do with a wine, and then you realize you just like don't oh spit. my, well, F up. not beer. No. Well, yeah. unless there's diacetyl bombs. Well, that's 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 <laughs> Where's your lightning round? Yeah, no, that was. Oh yeah, that was like ding, the coolest conversation we've had. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we went, we went real. I like it. We'll get yeah, thanks, guys. We got yeah. like passion. You asked for opinions, like we're not even talking about. We're not talking about business anymore. We're no, no, we, about, like, we, this transcended the world philosophy. Yeah. Uh, beer philosophy. It's beautiful. You guys are bad, right? Uh, beer. Amen. Philosophy. Beer. Sec. I'm not. Okay, lightning round, also sometimes known as the molasses round. She gets slow, but you can go as fast or as slow as you like. Hot um, molasses, got it. Guilty pleasure beer. Something you'd be embarrassed to admit to fellow beer nerds that you enjoy. Uh, I, I mean, for me these days, it'd be Ballast Point. I Are love, you embarrassed because they sold? Uh, yeah, I'm not supposed to oh, like yeah. it anymore. <laughs> but I still love me a Sculpin. It's a great beer. I quite like Sculpin. Yeah, the fruited ones I can do without. But Sculpin, straight oh, Sculpin. Is passion fruit Sculpin though? Just straight Sculpin. Not oh. as good as this one, but it's no. high. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I go big beer. I drink, uh, what is it? The Banquet Beer. Cool's Banquet. Oh, wow. Dude, wow. Banquet. Wow. Lager. Wow. Cool's Banquet. You went over there. Jesus upset by that. Go to the brewery. <laughs> Go to the brewery and drink it there. Where is Damn. it? That's awesome. Uh, outside in Golden, Colorado, west of Denver. Yeah. No. The thing is, is that they grow the malt. <laughs> mm. They grow the malt. They grow the hops. It's yeah. only for that beer. They don't use that malt for any other beer. It's only made in the, in the original home factory. Specifically that beer. That yeah. beer is only made beer, yeah. at that facility. Yeah. And it's all, they grow it, they malt it, they make that beer. And like, I was on a tour and people were like, were like, yeah, it's pretty good. And I'm like, you know what? Tell me that you, if you went back to your brewery, I was on a tour with a bunch of brewers, mm. go back to your brewery and you made a lager and in your lagering tanks, you took a sample and you tasted that beer, you wouldn't be like, Fuck! <laughs> I made the best lager! Dude, you gotta try You could like, dude, try this. Dude, whatever you do, try this. I, I stop, just try your this. Palate, like, your palate's not true. It's a fucking great lager. I think you have to go there. Someone said the same about you gotta the guys go. a brewery in St. Louis. Someone said, like, when you uh, go there, there's almost nothing better than fresh butt from the tank. And I'm like, you are so no, crazy. So, so I was saying like, about Denmark. Huh? I feel yeah, like that's different. Go to the Heineken. That, that's different. 
Like, I, this I, Heineken I, I had was made in New Zealand. Fair. Also really fair. Huh? Uh, the, there's a contract brewery Sorry, for Heineken. Is contract brewed in New Zealand? Yeah, in Australia they contract brew Be- out there too. Best Heineken I've ever had. Interesting. Didn't know. I thought it was different just because of the volume, but maybe it technically, technically, technically probably it's different not. Too. Yeah. I think like to make that much beer mm-hmm. that that consistent at that scale is literally a feat of human incredibleness. It's amazing. But then it's you go to a, a convenience store and you purchase that disgusting can, which we did recently for like a blind taste test, Ugh. and it was one of my least favorites. Was Coors Banquet, but then again, mm. I don't know. Coors Banquet, Coors Banquet, yeah. Oh. Premium American Lager or whatever the fuck. Uh, you know what? It's like I'd, I would I would do those tours because you're the second person I respect that said that, and I'm like, all right, if people keep telling me this is coming up more and more common. I'm like, I have to go to do it just for. Like, went to Founders and we saw like that facility was the biggest thing I've ever seen. But I bet it pales in comparison to what these guys are doing. Yes. I'd have to say ballpark beer, though. Like, um, like, like, you know, something about, like, a Coors... And the game. At Coors Field is, like, like, damn. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help it's the only beer you can get there. Except, can you get Goose Island now because of that? Or no? Uh, Some places. I don't know about that place. I mean, there's a... In Vegas. They go to Toronto, even, like, in Montreal. Like, like Vegas. Vegas can get anything, right? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I do like that. As much as it pisses me off that they keep... They keep buying people because they're everywhere. If I go somewhere, worst case, you get a Goose Island IPA, I'm like... I don't want to give you my money, but see, I think this is like the worst one on the market of the big ones. Like, I yeah. have a Lagunitas, and that's saying a lot because I really don't like Lagunitas. <laughs> 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 you know, I didn't have it enough. That's probably to be why. Like, yeah, hate away. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't I remember what it tastes like. Yeah, I haven't had it for a little bit. I mean, I mean because, because like, like my first experience even with their brewery was Matilda. Uh, like well, three years ago. It's not a bad first experience. Yeah, so, it's like you're like so like you're champagne. champagne. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> different comparison. I'm so focused on LA like right now. First wine with champagne, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beer you would decline under any circumstances. So you went to a barbecue and you forgot your beer in Compton and someone was like, hey, have this and I would you be like Does it have to be a commercial brand? It can be whatever the hell you like. It would be the home brewer that offers yeah. me the beer and he says, hey, you know a lot about beer. Can you tell me what's wrong with this? Mm. Oh, people do that? Wow. Oh, my God. That's like All the, the time. time. <laughs> yeah, listen to my mixtape. See? Hey, it really fucked this up. You want to yeah. check it out? <laughs> this is so bad. You should try it. I do that all yeah. the time, too. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is fucking disgusting. You got to try this. It's <laughs> like... Don't wait, Smoke yeah. City shirts. I mean, I, I know some brewers that will refuse to try anybody's homebrew. Like, yeah. even if they're like, this is really good, try it. They're like, no. Oh, I'm down homebrew. with homebrew. I just hate it. Like, dude, can you tell me what's oh, wrong with this? I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to have a billion yeah. after uh, this. And yeah, like, unintentionally very off beer. And there's a big point, you know, and I'm sure you guys are there, where you know too much, right? Mm. And if you get a beer and you're oh, just yeah. like, nope. Nope. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> mate. It gets like, yeah, a foot from your face, just like, <laughs> and, uh, I already know. The one you already know. Dude, I went to a bottle share um, with a bunch of rookies and a bunch of seasoned people in uh, Atlanta. That's always fun. And uh, fun. someone brought some Steel Reserve. And I was like, to a bottle share? Even I know what that is. No, no, but but he didn't know. And it was just, I was like, mm. he was like, this is what I drank. I mean, so that's what's the problem? Sweet, was it a I joke guess. or was it like for real? He didn't know. Right. He just he said, went he to just beer. And was like, and he was like, beer. Yeah, he was he like, I used to drink this in college, so that's this fair. is what I'm bringing because yeah. this is beer. I mean, that's why you don't do bottle shares with rookies. I was like, come here, bro. 
Come here. Like, come here. We're going to talk about it. That's why you do do it. Pretend you're this one. Because then you got to talk about it. Thank you. Because otherwise you're a bill snob. You don't have to drink steel reserve. You're like, all right, well, here's my life. Let's talk about it. We're going to teach you a lesson. Yeah. This is where this belongs. You watch me pour this out. Yeah, watch me. Watch me. You're going to watch the whole thing. More liquor. Don't look away. I got. I have a bottle at home of the uh, Founders DKML, which is a 14% malt liquor. I haven't had it yet. I'm waiting to do a video with like 14 other friends because we oh, were yeah. asking about to drink that much. I got a 750 of it. Like, oh. I don't know what that is in ounces, but they gave us. Something. I don't have they that put malt liquor in a That's what I'm saying. I'm a little yeah. worried because we have. A, we got. A, a they gave us a KBS as well of the big one. I'm like, I don't know how we're going to get through these and do a video of them without <laughs> a whole bunch of people. Like, we're all going to be need bomb bags. I don't Probably. Know. It's a lot. Um, favorite beer style? Just personal favorite. Style? Mm. Passion fruit IPA? Tell us about your nah. style. Maybe. Uh, By the way, these uh, are killer chops. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Slightly I feel like, I feel like you could go bigger. Style. Yeah, they've been bigger sometimes. Like, make it connect. They've been bigger. Oh, that style? It's 1973 out here. That's like. Um. What's your favorite beer style? No idea. Um, I, I mean, it's kind of a cop out, but for me, it's anything dry hopped. I, oh, just, yeah. I just think the aroma of hops is amazing. And that does not to say that IPA is my favorite style. I mean, anything. you it can know, be a dry hop pills. I just love, I just love hops. Yes, it can be dry hop pills. It can be a dry hop sour, which we've made mm. fantastically. Uh, you've also made a fantastic dry hop uh, Brett beer. Yes. Um, Fun. Damn. Dry hop pale, just you know, hey. they're, they're, those aromas are just so the best? unique and, and and fascinating. Just you know, the the essential oils, the terpenes that come out of hops are just uh, they're, they're they're unreal, mm. you know. And it's just <clears throat> I, it's I don't know satisfaction. Yeah. Just like, Ooh. Yeah. Uh, we need to get a slow mo of that tip. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> that. No, we're gonna do. Y'all yeah. yeah. know me. <laughs> Say it with me, kids. West Coast Double IPA. All day. That'd be tough. Everybody's mentioning this. It's so dope and dank. And double dank. I know, but the ABV, I'm just like, okay. No, 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 no. Double, like, like I said, like, like seven, like, eight. Like that's yeah, my sweet spot. You're yeah. almost, you're on the verge there. Oh, but man, it's such a beautiful that mouthfeel. Yeah. That balance, that hop. Oh. Assuming it's balanced. I'm gonna say oh, saison. I'm gonna go oh, right. opposite. Oh, oh, oh. I think it's one of the reasons why is because it's Dry such. Yeah, oh, you can do that too. <laughs> because it's got so so much leeway for interpretation. It can be sure. dark. It can be light. It can have bread. It could be tart. It yeah. could be. You can put all kinds of fucking crazy shit in it. Fruit and herbs. Yeah. And spices. We, we try to impose you know, guidelines on the style, right? But the style. Yeah, yeah, truly. Whatever it Can't has control a, me. Has no Get off me. It's you know, another one of those. It's a working man's so beer. Uh, at least it originally it was. Yes, it was the uh, Belgian. Uh, it's dry. Wine. It's so drinkable. It's great when it's hot. It's yeah. great when it's cold. Depending, you get a big dark. You get man. It just. It's Which all is my nickname, by the way? Big dark. Yep. Beer name for sure. I, I, I probably won't call you that. There, so I, <laughs> Anytime. I feel like in public. Yo, where's Big Dark? Where's Big Dark? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's that? That's gonna go over well. It's a private yeah, man. I feel like I'm gonna keep that to the cup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, least favorite beer style. Doesn't mean you hate it. Just maybe your least favorite. I'll answer this way. You think? Uh, most people know um, sour beers. Okay. Because I have a mild allergy, oh, yes. and it makes my nose sweat. Allergy to what? I don't know. Okay. I, 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 oh, yeah, we got a scientist. So I can eat Granny Smith apples and my nose will start to sweat. Granny 
any Smith. Like on the outside? I can eat sour like, Skittles on like the outside. No, just on the outside of my nose. So the the most for the most part, the people I've found who have a allergy to sour beers to histamine sensitivity. Um, and sour beers are almost always bottle conditioned and almost mm. always have a higher content of, of yeast in them. Okay. Um, which has a, a very high content of, of histamines if the yeast is still in there. Really? Which, are, are, you, are you allergic to hazy IPAs? Have you tried those? No. Hazy IPAs make you sweat? No. Okay, I'm completely off then. Damn! Cool. I thought you were going to actually, I mean, because shot. it's like those. I, it depends I on the hazy IPA. A lot of them still have a lot of yeast in them. Yeah. So it well, would, well, I love the complexity. Not all of them. That would be I'll, the same effect. I love to taste sours, yes. yeah. but I mean, within a matter of like 30 seconds, all that of a sudden, my nose oh. would just, it is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> because I love the taste of it, um, but for yeah. some crazy yeah. reason, uh, least favorite style. Uh, I don't know that you could, I can put a style on there. Um, mm. So I don't know, like what's least favorite? If it's a well-made I mean, beer, it's be, good. But, but, but that has to be a style that you're just like, mm. My, my like, least, I'm gonna have the shits yeah. tonight. Mm. My least favorite oh. style is unbalanced. <laughs> yeah. Okay. AKA you know, not a style, but well, it just you well, know, some people just like well, they, well, they, they what, try to go so overboard with something. You know, like I, an IPA is an easy example. Right. You know, it's like so bitter and it's got like no body, and I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. Or or well, you know, something that's like I think is a really good. Yeah, I drink that people yeah. are adding in order we're, we're to, like to a, get a little bit that's like way too fruity or something, you know, and you're just like, uh. And I mean, if, if someone goes to me like, do you want a second pint of that? And I was like, I was delicious, but I really don't. <laughs> don't want a second pint of that. Like, it's a very bad sign. <laughs> I don't know. I would hate to be that server yeah. or that beer maker. You know, I, I think you should want a second pint if it's a good beer. What so if it's like 12%, but it's super fire, but like, I want to well, keep I still want a second pint. I might not get Once. another one, but I probably well, I want, want it. That's, That's a good point. Saying. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's go. I actually um, do have a second answer. Part two would be a saison IPA. Or excuse me, a session IPA. Least favorite. What don't you like about it? Oh, that's stupid. They're stupid. It's like there's no body. There's nothing. It's just. It's like contributing to the. So you don't like an unbalanced beer? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> desert island beer. So you on a desert island. The uh, caveat here is that the beer will be delivered exactly how it's supposed to be uh, consumed. You won't get saved, but you get your beer perfect. You need like fresh IPA just off the canning like that, line. Really? There's really not that. Oh, there's no. that. There's hot sun. tea out of the bright tank. Uh, the what? Straight out of the bright tank. Straight out of the bright tank. I, mm. I always joke my favorite beer is whatever's in the bright tank. Yeah, no shit. Because it's the freshest. Yeah. yeah. Yep. If it's hobby, Fresh like, beer. oh my yeah. god, like just go, do, 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 do. Yeah. Whatever's in a bright, that's a great answer. That's my favorite beer. I like that a lot. Yeah. You gonna run with that? Uh, yeah, I think for the Desert Island. Okay. Yeah. Bright tank beer. Whatever's in the bright tank. What do you recommend? Uh, I mean, it seems like a cop out, but the one beer I'd never get sick of is Sierra Pale. Yeah, that's true. It's like, a triple, triple OGs. So. I, yeah, I just never get sick of that beer. They invented pop. pop you know? Pop, pop beers, right? yeah. yeah. Every time I come back to it, I can, you know, okay. it's a Saturday or something, I can just take down a six pack, you know? No that's one of those. Oh my God, celebration though. That's true. Gotta that's say, I can, you can slip it back. <laughs> Slurping it back. Damn. What about you, man? Six, eight, oh, but yeah. you know. Do you know what I would have said prior to the last month was Hedy Topper? 
Ooh. and I gotta talk to Alchemist because something is going on. I almost drained for it. The last four pack I got it was. Who did? There's this weird grassy earthy. That's his older beer. Yeah, no, it's probably. not old. I don't think it was old at all because I've had three month old heady and the only because difference that sounds, is a little sweeter. Mm. Like I'm, a, I'm like because we're like forty five, an hour and a half from Vermont, right? Like from Burlington, so it's not far. Like really grassy, like to the point where it's like. And the funny thing is, all their beers had that. I got Skadoosh and I got their light, which is a. Skadoosh. It's called Skadoosh. It's like a, yeah. um, <laughs> a, a IPA that uh, they change the hop and they don't really tell you what hop sure, it is. Sure, sure. And then I got their lightweight, which was like a blonde ale but they're always sort of hazy and hoppy. Was it like, like, would you call it green? Not not in a good way. Not yeah. like it just means it was fresh because I went, I got a four was pack it from young? Like, like fresh cut grass. And green? But, like grassy, grassy, grassy. No, but like green, like, like was it, not was, dank, was it but, earthy? but you would just call it green. Because we like that. Like kind of green, but kind yeah. of earthy. But, but sounds like yeast not problem. nice. It's not yeast good. Problem. It's a yeast problem, yeast right? Problem. It sounds like that's What hour, really? Because people, I put it on Reddit and I went on Facebook and I was like, like guys like what's up with Hetty right now like something's going on it's, it's trash and it was my favorite beer um, yeah and then everyone's like oh it's just your pile of bro. like clearly you change I'm like I mean no, I, no, 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 I don't no, no, know no, enough no. about their practices but if it's all the same yeast strain mm. um, which likely it is because I think that's maybe what gives them the unique uh, right if, if they are having an issue with with for whatever reason um, a unhealthy um, generation of yeast could yes. affect all the beers in production yeah. across the line. Would Didn't affect even all think the about yeast. I thought it was because they were scaling up production. I heard they actually well, I mean, it to could be the you know Sca- the scaling, scaling off hard on yeast. Yeah. Scaling is hard on yeast. Uh, I, honestly, out of all the explanations, I think that sounds like it's the yeah. most. Swag city, baby. There you go. Which one would you have? Yeah. Oh, are you talking about I'm a Island <laughs> or, uh, No, 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 no. You think Smoke City Desert Island beer. I'll it. Boom. I'll sing a song Boom. to it. What? Smoke City Desert Island. Love it. Of course. On the record. Down. But then... But, Which one? Nothing? No, but then my boy. No, what are you talking about? My boy Vinny. This is for you. Uh-oh. I want to come and get a Pliny. And just drink it with you, Vinny. I'll be in. No, that, that was going nowhere. Again, I feel like it's a private moment. I feel dude, like we need to like step there. out of the dude, fray. I mean, I was enjoying it. I, 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 I hate to support the hype of it, but I mean, oh, you want to have plenty? That's dude, a, a fresh plenty from Russian River. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, plenty of elder. I mean, thoughts on younger first time bottle. I think power plant is on par with younger. In my opinion, that's fine. We're going tomorrow night to get on draft, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I had a bottle. Office, I was like, burger. it's not my thing yeah. anymore. I reckon if I had it a few years ago, I would have been like losing my mind. But I very, very much enjoyed it. And we did a comparison side by side. Petty, the shit batch. Uh, Pliny and Two Hearted. And Pliny beat them all. Oh, fun. Sure. Cool. It's a great beer. I enjoyed it. I yeah. it was pretty good. Um, beer trend predictions. Ugh. I know, right? Yeah. I like to do. <laughs> what was that? We, Says the brewer. Okay, that's the yeah. worst answer. Whatever the hell I make. We've been like, making this beer since the day we opened. And still fire. Still the, still the future. Lager's always. Approachable beer. I would say 80% of brewers say that. Well, I guess brewers is conscious. Not that it's a bad thing. I feel like it's very much. Hopefully it's like self-fulfilling. It's a lot of times what we like to drink. You know, you yeah. get so bearded out. And you're like, just give me a delicious balanced lager. Mm. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you go to a brewery? What do you got that's light? Yeah. You know what else you can tell when you go to a brewery, you can tell, you can really see their chops, man. You can't yeah. hide behind anything. Oh my beer. God, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Man, I mean, well, and that's one of my, that's one of the reasons why, and, and actually I did have a really good opportunity to, to have a discussion with Vinny up at uh, Russian River. Oh, cool. And 
you know, just to give them kudos for just being able to nail a style so consistently yeah. that you cannot disguise yourself in. That's you cannot just. I mean, you cannot disguise, it's so easy, you know, all due respect to all the hazy, haze crazed people out there, but, I mean, you're talking about one of the most temperamental, oh, man. So, you know, Pilsners, you know, loggers that are coming out, you know, it's one of the reasons why I love Timbo Pills Mm -hmm. over at Highland Park. Um, You know, you cannot hide behind it, you know? You can look, and you can smell, and you can taste. And that's what it is. Give me that. I keep joking that all the crap are going to be like, Oh, light lager. That's what sells the best. <laughs> like all the can release yeah. light yeah. lager. All the big guys are going to start making double IPAs. Three and people in line. Light lagers. And we're yeah. just gonna, we're like, that. you can have those double IPAs. They don't sell. <laughs> like, let's make light lager. Light lager. Shit. We make a business. Um, favorite up and coming brewers. Maybe there's like you guys. I don't know. Come on, call them out. I like Smog City. They're pretty good. Yeah. I don't know anybody. I don't get out. They're scrappy, but that's true. That's that's a problem. I don't get get out much, man. I don't know all the up and comers. Every time we go to a guild meeting, there's like ten new breweries. I'm like, I've never had your beers. I don't know. (laughs) I know. That's fair. Hey, we're crankworks. Especially in LA, like I don't know. I I get. I'm out of town more than I'm out on this town. Interesting. I think that is completely normal. I live in Montreal. I drink very, very little Montreal beer. And it's not because yeah. it's not amazing, it's just because I'm always somewhere else. Like, same thing. I'll shout out some kids. I'll shout out some I have all kids. the beer I could ever want. I was going to say, you're yeah. yeah. I make what I like. It's and I know it's good. Styles. Yeah. We know it's good. It's like, I don't get out much. Yeah. That's, that, that's no, a pretty common. I will shout out a State Brewing. Um, all right. I, I'm excited cool. to, to state. see. State. Yeah, State Brewing. They're going to be in Hawthorne, just on the east side of Crenshaw. Uh, they're rolling they, now. They just don't have a tape, tap room. They, they, they don't have a tap room. Yeah. But everything I've had from them is fire. Yeah. Everything yeah. that I've had from them is really great. So I'm excited to see them kind of fall into their space and open air tasting room and, yeah. cool. and get some people in there to, to, to see what we've been tasting in the community. Awesome. All right. Uh, underrated. No, sorry. Favorite beer city, destination, or country? So somewhere you'd like to go uh, for beer. Could be a place, like whatever state. I don't know. Area. I've heard so many things about visiting the Czech Republic. I haven't done it, but mm. I heard I it like all the beers full by as well. I've done by many breweries in the Czech Republic. I'm, I'm like, I'm so stoked to go. They're yeah. like, drink the dark lager off. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, wow. Enjoy. Yeah. Whoa, that's what I get told. I don't know. Hey. Even the mic was like, what? Like, the f- like what's going on? <laughs> I was like, no. Well, I don't know that. Do you have an answer? I don't. I would say my fondest memories of going abroad is Belgium. Uh, we did a huge Amsterdam, Netherlands, Belgium. I went to uh, 25 breweries wow. in uh, two days, 14 days. Yeah. No, it was like it was like a beer cafe for lunch, brewery in the two breweries in the yeah. afternoon, wow. and then another either beer cafe or brewery in the evening. That was so like the whole trip. Did you any of it? Cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Notes? Uh, uh, now they're all up here. Well, no, but I, had a, I have a couple of books, like a lot, you know, like... February 2nd. Like my Brew Like a Monk has, like, stickers and oh, stuff from all cool. the breweries and, like, cool. oh, I went here and that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Good, smart man. That was good. That's a long time ago. Belgium. But um, Belgium's cool. Um, <laughs> I would say U.S. Uh, I, I like the U.S. beer. It's pretty good. Beer cities. San Francisco is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I would say that the beer scene there is not, it's very inclusive, as is New York too. It's not all about what they're making, it's about what's out there. 
You know, like one thing we don't get to do in our tap room is like bring in hit like hey we made this Belgian uh, quad or whatever it's like hey but try the Chimay Blue like here was our inspiration here's all the beers that we made and like in San Francisco dude like or, or in the East Bay yeah there's a lot of that going on mm-hmm. not at the breweries but like the beer bars are just very like you know uh, I don't know equal opportunity oh, yeah. I see. yeah and they're very educated they're very educated they're, they're they come off as a really mature beer town I mean there's been breweries there they're not there's not tons and tons of breweries that yeah. have been there for a long time, but they're an educated beer consumer. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's Fritztown. They've well, been, they've been beer like there for the a long time. There has. That's a triple OG. And what about you? Beer region? Uh, you know, I, I don't think I even recognize it anymore, but I, I still mm. have a lot of love for um, for San Diego. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's where I fell in love with the beer scene. Um, and I, I, again, like I don't think I would even recognize it now. You know, I mean, everything's moving so fast. I think if I went to a festival down there, mm-hmm. I wouldn't recognize half the people anymore. Yeah. Um, which, which is fine. You know, that's cool. I'm sure there'd be a lot of great new stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's where this whole thing kind of started. Like started off. One of us, LA said, baby. One of us should have said LA, but whatever. LA, no, I'm. I, I, LA's I cool LA. too. I, I feel yeah. like I feel like the rookie that got drafted by the expansion team. Because I love my team so much. I do. I'm I'm so proud of it. You know, yeah, yeah, it is. It's a great community. I love how we're paying homage to, you know, a lot of traditional styles. But we're still putting our twist on it and our signature and we're proud of it and and I, I will champion LA like you're ready. There you go, okay. It really is. You fulfilled that. I got it. Underrated style, brewery, city, or country. Just Jeez. something that's underrated. Super broad. Super broad, but just Oh, oh just an aspect that's underrated. Well, it could be a, generally a, 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 like a style or a brewery. You could say like Ambers don't get the props or this brewery in this place. Or maybe like breweries from the city don't get the props or something like that. You make a pretty good Amber. Yeah. I just tried both of them. I don't know. That's a lot of things underrated. Stuff. <laughs> hey, you can always pass if you want. Underrated. Underrated. I mean, it'd be pretty easy to say loggers again. Um, that's it. That's fine. You know, I, I mean, they coming back up though. Yeah. Back I up. mean, you know, as a as a craft or as any mm-hmm. beer drinker, you kind of go through a cycle. You know, you like you have your craft beer revolution. You probably start drinking dark beers, and you start drinking hoppy beers, and then mm-hmm. you start going into a wild saison <clears throat> uh, sour. And then eventually start drinking lagers yeah. again. So, and then yeah. I'm sure it'll repeat. I guess it's all so new we don't even really. Uh, yeah, man, drinkability. Yeah, it's all about drinkability. That's what balance. That's what balance gives you. But at, at the end of the day, like balance, you can't go in life. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. We're gonna stick with lagers for everyone. Under, the most underrated. Style city, brewery, or country. Style brewery, city, or country. Yeah. I think the Inland Empire. Mm. It's kind of under, right. underrated right it's a place. now. That's a brewery? Yes. Well, it's a place. It's a region. Um, it's it's, inland, have, it's inland California, yeah. east of it's, Los it's Angeles. It's like damn near desert on the way to Vegas it's, for you. It's exactly desert. Um, yeah, like you, I mean, I know homage, even though I just said the word, is more Pomona. Um, but I think you have a, what is it, a Hamilton? Um, I think you have some breweries out there that are starting to prop up that no one really knows about. Packing yeah, um, House just won like two medals of GABF. Not bad. Wait, what? Yeah. Where did they come from? Yeah. So, I so mean, I knew they existed, but. Yeah, I think the Inland Empire, I think, crazy. you know, you know, there's a lot of cheap property. You right. know, a lot of people out there uh, really with, with a lot of communities, super yeah. freaking hot. Kind of the desert. Um, like, more Kings, up? you have out yeah. there. So yeah, I think uh, the Inland Empire is probably cool. a, an underrated. Like Inland Empire. 
Inland. Yeah, you think yeah. that they're Inland. gonna like Inland. conquer like eventually? Yeah, it's like, uh, like Inland Inland or beer. Yeah, I'm like West. West. I like that look. I kind of want to mess with it. Favorite? Uh, sorry, best beer you ever drank in your life? Whoa. Uh, uh, often that's a good question. Situational. I have no uh, idea. Oh, good man. <laughs> That's how we get down to small team. We don't care about no cameras. Punk Rock Josh. Oh, punk Rock Josh. Fuck your camera. He didn't give a fuck. He didn't give any. Oh, that's Punk Rock Josh. That's Punk Rock Josh. Uh, no so underneath that right? hat is a mohawk. You don't give a damn. It's not a what? It's calm. About beer, though. I have Best no beer. idea. Yeah, that's. Like, like, say, often it's situational. Best, Best beer you ever had. So people are like, ah, oh, like, I was on a boat in a lake and I was fishing and I cracked this and it was like, incredible. Something like that. So maybe I forgot my answer. I, I gave like that. I'm just always excited about consistent. what we just made. Don't tell me. Don't remind me. I can't remember either. Can I think about it? I know it's no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm always excited about what we just made. You know, I'm always, I don't know. I don't think I've had that experience yet. Have you ever had to yet, like, crack like, the beer and just be like, oh my God. So uh, I, I'll tell you why I don't think I've had that experience yet. Because they, when they asked Jim Cook what his... Uh, best beer that he ever had yep. was the beer that he shared with his father on his father's deathbed. Oh, that kind of experience. Like that's what I'm. He's like that was the best beer I ever had. My dad. Like, yeah. oh my god, yeah. He was in the hospital. It was like right before he passed away. It was like, like it was the best fucking. He was like Jimmy did right good now. kind of thing. Like I don't think I've had that experience yet. I don't know what it's gonna be. I'm not saying that like, I have to wait for my dad to die. Yeah, I got no, to have that experience. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's like that emotional impact. Never had a beer like, that gave me chills. Yeah. Yeah. That story gives me chills, so I'm like, That's very yeah. Yeah. I haven't I had it. that beer yet. Yeah. I, I know. I, I hate to. I, like, I don't even want to say my answer now, but <laughs> it wasn't my answer. I was just sharing it to someone else's question. A really interesting experience, and it's funny you mentioned all homebrewer giving you a beer thing. I went to a bottle share. Um, uh, home brewer uh, that goes by Noob Ale Works from like Northern California. Yeah, That's because cool. because he considers him, you know, like a rookie. That's you know, cool. but, yeah. Um, but we were at the bottle share, and he's like, "Yo, I made this fruity pebble hazy IPA." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, yeah. "I'm like a fruity, you know." And he and he had a, you know, yeah, he had a, you know, <laughs> small little six to of it, and you know, he's rubbing right, it out, right, yeah. and, and I drank it. I'm like, "What the fuck ever?" And he's like, "Man," he was like, "I, I was curious to get your thoughts on it." And I'm like. You know, maybe the lactose, blah blah blah. I don't know. And he's like, "Look, here's a bottle of it, man. I really appreciate me meeting you. I appreciate what you do, and cool. um, I'm cool." So, like three, four days later, you know, I'm kicking it at the house. You know, it's kind of late. I'm chilling, and I'm like, "You know, let me get this dude's beer another shot." It was exactly how he described it. I literally felt like I was drinking a beautiful hazy IPA and eating fruity pebbles <laughs> at the same goddamn time. <laughs> it was. Like, like every like, time I was drinking, I wish I was high. I know, I know. It would have been perfect. <laughs> At any rate, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a mix. Every time I was drinking, every time I took a sip, I was like, oh my, it's exactly how he described it. And, and in my mind, like how. Yeah, fruity pebbles. Merkel. No, yeah, Merkel. Dude, where I'm from, we don't have like. You're gonna fucking fruity. Pe- I'm a. I'm a. Me you're gonna give me beer. I'm missing fruity cereal? pebbles. No, you but but but, but, but <laughs> the point of it is, I tasted exactly what he described really to me, cool. and I yeah. thought that was really special. He's achieved for his goal. Home. Yeah, he achieved the goal awesome. that he yeah. described yeah. to me. So yeah. I like that. It's a fruity pebbles beer. Cereal, to be specific. Ah, pebbles. Fruity pebbles. Yeah. So connecting. First beer ever brewed. Like homebrewed or professional? 
uh, whatever you would usually it's like the home brew like literally the yeah, first yeah, yeah. you have a brew but you can also mention professionally because it might be more fun pale ale pale ale mm-hmm. I still have pictures mm-hmm. lots of pictures and a video oh. a, mi- a video of me opening the first bottle of the first batch of that's great and talking to the camera where does that video exist uh, my wife has it on one of her computers you gonna release it ever so uh, yeah the Smug City YouTube page no? yes yeah it's a good idea post it but yeah, I think the only video, you heard it. The only video on the Smug City YouTube page is when we poured sugar in a fermenting beer and then it fucking erupted like a <laughs> volcano out of the top, and it's me on the top of the tank laughing, trying to get the cap on, and the guy who's filming it backs up and knocks over a glass and it shatters, and it's like it's total chaos. <laughs> and all my brewer friends are like, what the fuck did you do, man? You totally fucked that up. <laughs> anyway, it sounds fun though. American Pale Ale, Merkel. I was, I was in San Diego. It was an IPA. Yes. Yeah, called it the Gambit. Yeah, Gambit's a first move for a. Yeah. I've never officially homebrewed. My first dealings with home with brewing in general was uh, working with LAL Works, and I oh, told them cool. how I felt embarrassed about not knowing more about the brewing process, and that I loved it so much. And they were like, "Well, come here. Like, help us out on a brew day." That's cool. And a week turned into six months, and um, you know, I just got to be a part of a bunch of really fantastic brews as a as a reliable seller person. You remember what the first That's one good. was? It was an IPA. All right. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Yep. Oh, yeah. it's it's, it's California. Mine was a pale ass, so we got two and two. There it is. Nice. Cool. Everybody wins, and I was called Cali Wines. I'm sorry. It was a saison. It was. Oh, uh, it, it was oh my God! It was everything was perfect. It was. It was. It was. We'll it was, that out. Uh, it was a Liebra. It was a Liebra. Sorry. How much light do we got left? Because we're all empty here. Yeah, we've got uh, three or four questions left. That's Death right. Row beer slash meal pairing. That, Say that again. Is that like different from? Uh, yeah. So there's a way you drink it over and over. Death Row, you get one last meal. Mm. Uh, um, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, I'm gonna say coffee porter. Coffee porter. Coffee porter. I want nitro. And a uh, no, not nitro. Kills the kills the coffee. Yeah. Um, we don't want that. Yeah. And an arugula salad. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> yes. Such a Californian. Wait, 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 wait. Here's why. Because <clears throat> I've done a lot of events, uh, pint nights, beer pairings, dinners. Worked with all kinds of cool chefs and all mm. kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. But the most transformative beer and food pairing was when I realized that a chef can take my beer that I've like toiled and worked so hard to like hone and perfect and completely transform it with the food that they serve with it Mm -hmm. and that transformative effect is so huge and can be so big for everybody else even people who don't have that intimate relationship with the beer you can taste the beer and then you taste the food and you taste the beer again you're like totally different Mm. and the moment that I realized that I was at a beer dinner and they served an arugula salad with coffee porter and I said why the fuck are they serving coffee porter with a salad course? Everybody always pushes it to dessert. Yeah. Of course. And, and, and that's, that's hit or miss. But the arugula salad, because it was so bitter, made the mm. beer taste like chocolate, mm. like a chocolate-covered espresso bean. All of the sweet, beautiful, like, 
It was amazing. Stop it. I want that experience again because it just opened my mind. So, that's so what far, that's right experience. before, yeah. right before they not they the best beer I've ever had. The most okay. transformative okay. experience in yeah. beer and food pairing. Yeah, that's what I would take again. But you'd have to erase my memory of it before you kill Otherwise, me. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you can be like, don't kill me. I mean, it's more. death row, yeah. right? Well, before I have the meal, you have yeah. to erase that. Yeah, that, that one hard tear. That's the asterisk. Tattoo, it would be a tattooed tear. <laughs> Just dripping all the way down. That's really gangster. I like that. That's, That's really cool. Really impressive. <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't, I don't have any of that. I feel like a caveman with yeah. my answer. I'm like a beer and steak. You know what I mean? Like, For sure. Yeah. That floats your boat, but... I'd be way too preoccupied with the fact that I was about to say. What, 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 my, my last He's like, dinner, yeah, my... it's kind of good, but what's going to hurt? <laughs> no, it, it, but, Valid but, question. Bone-in right. bone ribeye and uh, one-up double IPA from Highland Park. Because I love L.A. and All right. it's my favorite style. So. All right. Shit. Bring. Beer and beef, simple. dude. Beer and beef. Another wrong way to bit of beef. Favorite style to brew. That's right. That's right. Brew. I'm looking at you guys. Big beers. Yeah. Yeah. Big beers are nice. Because they're really, they're really challenging. Mm, yeah. Hell yeah. They Pilsner, require so much Once you dial it in, all day long. IPAs, it's fun. Mix the hops. Yeah. It's a little bit of a formula there. I mean, you can really, you can iterate and get over it. But big beers, we don't brew them often enough. And right. they, when we make them, we have like they're more fire, problems right? and oh, yeah. shit gets messy. <laughs> and like, all right, we're going to fucking figure this out. And it's awesome. It's so much fun. Like, you're brewing beer. Yeah. Actually going in. Yeah. Big beers. Yeah, I mean the most fun days are when, sometimes, sometimes um, it's a, a lot of the most fun days are when everything doesn't go right. Right. You know, you, you know, you don't realize out. it at the time. Right. <laughs> Super stressed out. Yes. But you know, figuring you're like, figuring stuff out. I don't know. And you feel we like you really accomplished something. Yeah. You like conquered it. For me, the funnest is a hazy IPA, because especially if you're not paying for the ingredients, there's so much fucking shit that goes there. So many hops, so much hops. It's like, and it turns into like this muddy, green, freaking <laughs> craziness that after fermentation, it's, it's like, it's, you know, and again, it's not my favorite style, but the transformation and how laboring the process and expensive it is to make this thing, yes. it's, yeah. it's pretty intriguing to me. Yeah, kind of the so, same with big beers. I mean, you use yeah. a lot of ingredients and yeah. it's expensive. Like, oh, yeah, to see it come out up. at the yeah, end massage from cool. this green swamp mud to this <laughs> yeah. beautiful mud, <laughs> yellow mud. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we know where their position is, Depends. right? It's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, worst beer you've ever made? Yeah. Uh, okay. Quick answer was a, a beer that I accidentally messed a recipe up on for the team, and that was embarrassing. And I think they salvaged it, but it was it was trash. Yeah. Thanks to. I'm happy yeah. Sorry, dude. The, the first beer I ever made was that IPA, and it was delicious. <laughs> the second beer I ever made was an amber, and it was awful. So mm. I mean, hey, I caught it. At least got to learn something there. Worst beer I ever made. Uh, I made a Maybach with what I didn't know was moldy grain. So infected as hell. Yeah. Silver medal at LA competition. Damn, bro. I yeah. thought it was smoky, smoked or something. I couldn't tell what the off flavor was. I found out because another brewer was like, hey. He was like, hey, by the way, you, that is not, that's not what that's supposed to taste like. I'm like, yeah, I know, it's weird. And he's like, no, I made a beer and it tasted like that. 
And I called the guy and they were like, oh, we don't know. They sent him a whole other pallet. He made the beer again, but he found mold on the backs of all the bags. And then the flavor carried through. So all the malt got wet and then it dried wow. in the bag, molded up, and then they shipped it. That's not good. Yeah. At least they replaced it. It was yeah, fucking man. terrible. Hey, when I guys. found out what it was, we cut it and dumped the rest. But I'd already sent <laughs> bottles off to competition, and wow. I got a silver medal went. for a five. That's a hilarious. Beer. Oh god, that's actually pretty damn it's, cool. Yeah, I, I know. It's so I think that's on the low line. <laughs> His worst beer is medal winning. I know. I know. I know. I'm glad someone else caught that. Even the shit beer is medal winning. I know. It's pretty good. Can't go wrong. It's pretty good around. Smog City. All day. Last question. And this is the brand new question that you actually asked before, so thank you for contributing to this one. What music do you listen to when you make the verse? Anything that keeps you moving. Yeah. So, like, Vanga Boys, like Macarena. No, not not like you want to dance move. Like, you want to, okay. like, you need to get shit done. Right, right, right. Uh, for me, it was always, like, a lot of metal, some okay. hard rock. Um, but then, um, but then I, I, you know, I go and brew at some other breweries. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I, can, I can move to this too and it's like it's all over the place a bit of anything yeah okay I like that just not classical it doesn't work the vibe it's, it's, yeah. it's too solemn I, not I, that you would ever think of that but like I've tried yeah you're like yeah. okay no, it's just, no not happening Spotify <laughs> you're um, using Friday I, I'll, I'll brew to anything I'll even brew to classical you know depending on my mood and the time of day and my dad always had a, a saying he likes anything that moves his head his heart or his feet um I, I really like that, you know. Um, me, I, I generally like anything that's got soul or speaks my soul. So I, I don't know if that's any different from from his saying. Um, no, that's completely valid. You know, but I mean, if it if it if it speaks to me in, in any form, I mean, I'll listen to it. I mean, and that can be anything. You know, it's, it's hip hop, it's folk, it's classical, it's electronic, it's uh, whatever. Works. Yeah, yeah. I like it depends that. on my mood. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good fickle person, I guess. I like that. I wonder if the style of music playing when you make brewing beer changes or affects. No, one hundred percent. Every time I make Berliner Weiss, I'm I'm playing German death metal. Very important. Very important. Sometimes, that's that's Sometimes huge. You have to have that, a we, we might be onto something here. That's yeah. that's pretty because I'm a you know I'm a. Depending on the style of beer, I'm either a Jay Dilla. You guys might not be familiar with it, but Jay Dilla is probably <laughs> one of the individuals of the that, yeah. that, that that almost. If you're familiar with Tribe Called Quest, of course. that's that's almost a Jay Dilla vibe, but he took it to another level. Uh, just the composition of the music, I think, is so inspiring. And when you listen to it, and you listen to what they do with the rhythms, and when he does with the offbeat, and going to a yeah, three-fourths beat, you know, it's it's, it's incredible to me. Um, or, if I'm making something more aggressive or a bigger beer, you know, I like, you know, some Kindred, you know. Uh, there it is, you know, LA. Across the board, the old catalog, just put it on. And uh, <laughs> like yeah, I, yeah, I love it, you know, that's, that's, that's how I got down. How about you, C4? When we brew? I don't even remember, I haven't brewed He's for like, a I while. listen to my own shit. Yeah, just hazy. Me. Everything is That's hazy. It. Remix coming soon. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't brewed for a while. I don't know. I think it's a really cool content, though. I don't remember if we even listen to music. But I, I kind like of tune music out when I'm working. Mm. I feel like because you get focused. Like, you guys yeah. would be on auto. If it's something you can tune out. We're like got John Palmer yeah. out of brew. Like, all right, this is saying to do this. Like, all right, what's the instruction on the internet say? And like, we're just like stressing him what to do next. Yeah. And to that point, like, like Jay Dilla instrumentals. 
you know, because it, yeah. it, it's just the composition it's of it, yeah. and it just it allows you to kind of uh, zone out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's like yeah. too many bars and stuff, it's distracting. Hip hop, I don't work to rap music. I can't do it because mm. I want to listen to it. And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much stuff. So like, do you know what? Like, too much going on. You know, Soul Lection. Like, have you guys heard of Soul Lection? Mm. They're from LA. They're a label slash like they do. The, they have this genre called Future Beat. So it's kind of oh, yeah. like instrumental soulful trap music oh. i guess is the best way to describe wow. it Weird. and it's like the most positive yeah. wow it doesn't it sounds almost bad but it's no, phenomenal I, I it's just that, like that, that combination of words it's just so awesome. it's like, what <laughs> so they're from here Give me that. they're these like upstart kids they're like mid-20s and they 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 have this the, the main dude joe k has like a radio show on beats one now they started from like long beach oh, university shit. and they cool. went up they just kept growing and growing and they, he does this two, it used to be three hours, now it's a two hour radio show, but he'd go from a Dylan instrumental to like an Erica Badu uh, acapella to like no some way. of their own original yeah. production. To like, <clears> and it just like, like it, you're getting told from journey. a Canadian. Oh, it's like changed our lives. Like it's, and it's, I really feel like that music has like, is, is LA to us and that's what we've, we've been bumping down a lot. I can't so wait cool. to taste that IPA uh, that you yeah, make from listening one. to this Selection music. IPA. It's, awesome. it's amazing, they're amazing. Um, you know what, this has actually been a uh, damn near two and a half hour podcast. Whoa, you're wow. gonna have to edit. No, it's gonna be raw. <laughs> We've done two and a half before, pretty you, close, but uh, who's gonna listen to that? Why? Being nerds and stuff. <laughs> Being nerds like it. And it's cool. a ridiculous, fun conversation. Guys, I like thank it. Thank you so much. Nice I really fun. appreciate you. your time, man. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thank you yeah, very much. You so I really much. appreciate it. See you soon. Thank you so much. Where can everybody yeah. find you online? Uh, on Facebook, we're at Smog City Brewing. Yep. Uh, Instagram, Smog City Beer. Yep. Uh, you can find our beer all over LA and OC. Uh, not much beyond that on draft, uh, unless you're trading for it. Oh. And we have a tap room here in Torrance at the brewery, which is where you should come for the full experience. Ew. Please. Uh, but also, if you find yourself in Long Beach, uh, we have a tap room at Steelcraft. Nice. Uh, which is a shipping container beer garden. It's a pretty cool vibe. Yeah, You've been there? I have. It's All right. cool, man. I cool. love it. Check it out. Yeah. Pleasure, guys. Absolute pleasure. Uh, if you enjoyed the uh, podcast, make sure you give us a thumbs up on YouTube, subscribe below, wherever the hell that is. Uh, hit us up on social media at BAOS Podcast. And of course, if you want to hear more two and a half hour talks with <laughs> two and a half. extremely attractive beardless gentlemen such as these two here, mm-hmm. um, hit us up, Apple Podcasts. Um, uh, what is it? Stitcher, uh, freaking tune in, Google Play, all that goodness. That's about it, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cool. Thanks, guys. Dope and dope and dope and dope.